Hey everybody, welcome to Nature Check's Arctic Campaign, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. This is our 25th episode. Can you believe it? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, so proud. So happy. Uh, first, we do introductions. Hi, I'm Cheryl, and my pronouns are she, her, and I'm the Dungeon Master for the Art of Campaign. I'm a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and when I'm not doing my research, I'm also a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Uh, next, we've got Joe. Hi, I'm Joe. Uh, I am a PhD student at the University of Wyoming. I am trying to figure out uh, why weeds hurt crops. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. I play Lucanus, our resident elven barbarian, and uh, their pronouns are he, they. Awesome. Uh, then we've got Cindy. <laughs> Sorry, didn't think I'd be next. Surprise! Hey, I'm Cindy Schneeher. Uh I'm a science enthusiast, and I play an engineer over on the Weirdlings Twitch and YouTube channels. Here's a Boston Constellation, which is a Star Trek uh, RPG. Um, and here I'm playing uh, Nadia, a water method. Amazing. Uh, then we've got Peter. Hey, uh, Peter. Uh, he, him. Uh, I teach people about agriculture, and I play Cedric, the Dwarven Cleric. You certainly do. Um, and then <laughs> we've got... Multiclassic in the monk. What is happening Spoiler there? alert. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Ryan. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Ryan. I'm an entomologist in Pittsburgh. Uh, I work in integrated pest management and plant healthcare and education uh, at a botanical garden and conservatory. Um, and in our game, I play Fletcher the Human Wizard. My pronouns are he, him, his, and so are Fletcher's. And then we've got Nancy. Hi, everybody. My name is Nancy. I'm an entomologist, which means that I study bugs. And I live in Ecuador, which is why my screen is probably going to get very dark very quickly and be lit very nicely with candles because we don't have electricity right now. Oh no! <laughs> Yay! Um, I play a roguish young woman named Kay, whose pronouns are she/her, and I also have pronouns she/her. Alrighty. Uh, if you're watching us live right now, thanks for being here. I already see so many friends. Thank you for being Yay, here. Um, as always, if you folks have any questions for the cast, make sure them, to put them in the chat so we can respond. Yep. Um, and of course, be sure to check out the reference section below for the social media handles for the entire Nature Check cast. Uh, don't forget, if you're not able to watch us live or you want to share us with people who aren't currently watching us live, uh, you can, as always, find the sessions for both of our consistent RPG campaigns in video form on our YouTube channel and in podcast form pretty much everywhere. Uh, follows, subscriptions, comments, shares, and reviews really help us out on all of our platforms, so thank you for doing those things as well. Um, and then I know Nancy has a project she'd like to plug this evening. Oh my god, guys, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> So I have been working for the past like three months on an interactive entomology workshop. So basically we're going to be learning all about chemicals and how those relate to arthropods. So like why is spider venom the way it is and why can black widows hurt you? And like how are centipedes different from millipedes and why do bullet ants sting so much? Or like why does it hurt so much when they sting you? So we're looking at their chemicals and their venoms and they're poisons, and we're looking at it from the perspective, like an ecological perspective, as the insect or arthropod is living its everyday life. So why does it need that really powerful venom? But the thing that I'm most excited about is that we're turning 
the arthropod biology into a playable card game. So you like, yeah, I'm so excited. So basically it's going to run kind of like Brilliant. apples to apples. So it's um, kind of mashed with munchkin, but we're, so Audrey, who's the other instructor and I are going to make like environment cards, like a bird tries to eat you, you need to attract a mate. And you have taken real arthropods that existed and exist and convert them into a card that's like plus one, plus one poison, like plus one venom, attract the ladies. And then so you get to play and all of the cards, because all of the participants are making the card game together. At the end of the class, Audrey and I take them all and we mail it to your house. It's a real game that you can play. And the rule book comes with not only the rules, but also all of the descriptions. Um, but like all the descriptions of all the arthropods is also getting mailed to your house. So you have a game and a full guidebook with all of these cool arthropod stories. Wow. So we're doing, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. So we're doing a combination of video lectures called chapters. They're short, like 20 minutes and a combination of live videos. And we also have five guest experts to come and talk about the different topics. So I'm so excited. And the sign up is right down there in the reference section. So come join us. Oh man, that sounds so cool. I love it. <laughs> I think that's such a cool, like not traditional, like way to learn. And I love it. I think that's Yeah, so yeah it's, it's yeah, brilliant. We're also tracking everyone's progress with badges and some of the content is hidden. So like you actually have to find it. And when you're the first, so the first person who finds that content gets like the badge with three stars. And then after that, all awesome. the peasants who, it like then appears to everyone else. So yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, it's like, it's gamified. I'm making all of the badges, like I'm designing them. We've already put together all of the video courses. We have excellent guest experts who are gonna come in. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Awesome, so yeah, the yep. sign up, it's down in the that, reference section. That sounds amazing. Go check it out, <laughs> Yeah. super cool. Y'all can take it too, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, the the uh, idea that I can earn achievements in real life appeals to the <laughs> player inside of me. Oh, yes. Didn't need oh, that. <laughs> I'm so, okay, so I'm so excited. Kind of like the nerdy logistics side of it is that we actually found a program that allows us to not only track badges, but also do like progress bars on certain mm. badges and also add stars nice. to other ones. So you can get like not only the badge, but like gold, you know, like. <laughs> so if you like That's games awesome. and science and you're here because you yeah, like games and you science. Yeah, if you like games and science. More games and science. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I love it. I'm leaning hard into that interactive thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, that is such a great way to start this off. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's time to get started with episode 25. Ah! All right. Oh, man. Everything changed when the gods left Lacidus. The world became a complicated place. For almost a century, people fought with one another and struggled to find new ways of being. The loss of the gods also made the continent of Arda newly accessible to the outside races, and humans from Tenibria established New Seychester as an outpost city on Arda's southern shore. In the spring of 972, four young people from different lands encountered one another in New Seychester. Though their alliance was first formed out of necessity, curiosity, and coin, they have now come to trust and rely upon one another as they explore a strange new world.
Fletcher, a human wizard, collects samples and takes copious notes about everything they encounter in Arda, as he hopes to publish on his discoveries and make a name for himself. Cedric, a dwarven cleric, came to Arda to share the word of Moradin, but in the meantime, he's met a lot of new and diverse people and learned to rely on his friends when the going gets tough. Lucanus, an elven barbarian, seems either to be running from or towards something, but he hasn't let his dark past prevent him from working with and protecting his newfound companions. Kay, a roguish young woman, is new to the violence and adventure of the broader world, but her desire to make a difference and do the right thing to help the people she cares about pushes her forward. And Nadia, a mephit from the elemental plane of water, was trapped on Arda while partying when the loss happened. Now that the river she relies upon has become poisoned, she's teamed up with this unlikely group of adventurers to save her home. Well, the last few days have certainly been eventful. You met a circle of myconids, then helped their circle leader fight some humanoid beetles and reclaim their food fungus. Then you encountered a knoll named Barika, who had fled her clan after they were attacked by a usurper with a talent for necromancy. You helped fight off the zombie knolls and destroy the usurper so that Barika could take her rightful place as the clan's next king after her mother died. During the transfer of power, you learned that Barika's bloodline had been blessed by Elana many generations ago with a powerful relic that has since been lost. To repay you for your assistance, Barika has let you stay and recover in her clan's camp for two days. It is now the morning of Hextum, the 24th day of Bloom Run, and you have been away from New Seychester for 12 days. Yeah, <laughs> Kay's face and how you told your mom you'd only be gone for a week. <laughs> I think I you're gonna be in trouble. Ish. 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 Is she gonna be in trouble, Whoops. or are y'all gonna be in trouble? <laughs> I mean, as her slightly older friends, uh, I I think um, yeah, I, okay, I think I with. think your parents, you know, are going to be kind of mad at us. Lucana says from like under a pile of knoll puppies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've been hanging out in the Knoll camp. Uh, Lucanus has been playing with the puppies. Um, Fletcher, it sounded like you wanted to do something while you were hanging out in the camp too. Yeah, I think um, having, I mean, coming from basically, you know, studying these things versus actually seeing and doing them, um, completely different things from, you know, what, what, what he has learned about the other like peoples of the world. Um, although when being taught to him, probably not referred to as peoples um if we're going to be honest based out of you know a magical university um probably discuss other peoples in in, in poor manner or poor 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 light um but he i fletcher would would talk to barica um to see if he could tag along on one of their probably um dawn time hunts um uh, so that uh not not to participate in the hunt but to but to observe and you know see like how how do they organize themselves? Is there like what was there a a loose leadership structure when they're hunting versus when they're in the camp? And you know what are their tactics? You know what what do they do and learn more about their society? Um, essentially, all out of the hope of you know collecting up information that this would be um, you know of enough interest to uh, get to write, publish something, and send it along like with the Adventurers Guild uh, to to build up this you know the name he's trying to make for himself of being the person documenting this stuff in Arda. Um, so Barika's amenable to that. Um, I think, you know, he would, he would go out along on one of those hunts. Um, I, I definitely, the way she sort of 
gives you permission as one of those where like, yeah, you can follow along, but she's not going to, you know, keep track of you or protect you kind of thing. Um, but, I assume so. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, she'll let you watch. Um, and I'm also curious, uh, so you're taking a notes on like their hunting strategies and their culture. Uh, were you interested in trying to learn some of their language too? Um, I don't know if there would even be enough time to to do anything with that. Having having no, no you know, basis of, of any portion of, of their language, um, I just don't think it would be enough time. If, if I needed to communicate something during that day, um, you know, I, 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 on, on that day, or I have comprehend languages already prepared. I would have probably, I would have cast that that day so I could understand them. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, especially during the hunts, like I could hear, like if they started shouting, like something bad was happening, I would be able to understand that and mm-hmm. run away. Um, but I don't think, I, I think, I probably would have realized this is not enough time to begin comprehending a, an entirely new language. Like coming from English to learning, you know, one of the dialects of like Mandarin. Like, right. like they or, originated from completely, you know, different different places. Um, and and I, I know I wouldn't be able to learn anything right now. Fair enough. <laughs> we have to live here for a long time. <laughs> Maybe you shall. Um, okay, but yeah, so you're, you're able to gather um, quite a few notes. Uh, and of course, it's not... It's not any sort of, like, formal writing right now. It was mostly just no. you were writing as fast as you could while they were doing stuff. But, yeah, you definitely started to fill pages of a notebook um, with all kinds of good uh, notes on the Knoll culture here in Arda. Um, anybody? And? Oop. And? I always, I always wanted to add one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, my, my basically, my, like, photographic spell. Right. Um, and so I, I would have used that. I want I would take that. You know, in the midst of a hunt, it would have been a very quick sketch because I wouldn't be able to concentrate for very long on it. Um, but I would document that so that I would have this like, you know, figure one of my publication that would come out about this would be like a, a depiction of, you know, some part of their uh, like their movement and their preparedness and how, you know, they're like to, de- to depict, you know, one of the like tactics that they were using in the field. I love that because it makes me think of like the woodcuts from like super old science publications. Exactly. So yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> like Audubon's like yeah. like paintings and like stuff like that. Although we don't we don't like Audubon anymore. Um, I, I almost wish we could bring that style back. I mean, why not? Yeah, why Everybody's not? got lots of free time right now, right? No, I'm just gonna kidding. Ask, we totally I'm gonna don't. I'm going to ask my boss about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, awesome. Uh, is anybody else doing anything specific while you're lounging in camp for two days, healing up and hanging out? Yeah. Kay is just, like, following Barika every, like, she's, like, Barika's shadow. <laughs> so do you go on the hunt? Yeah, I'll watch the hunt from, from afar, I guess. Okay. I will, I will observe and whoop. Okay, but you're not gonna. I, I will participate in the whoop whoop. Okay, but you're not gonna participate in the hunting part. That's cool. No, but I will be there for moral support. I, it's mainly because, like, Kay does not feel confident enough. She feels like she would fuck it up. And then, like, all the other gnolls would, like, trip over her. Oh. And then, then she would be really embarrassed. So she's just, like, she wants to, but she's also, like, that's, like, their thing and, like, don't want to get in the way. But whoop from the side. Cool. Uh, Cedric, Nadia? Cedric's going to spend the whole time basically, like, lying in his bedroll, healing Cindy, we lost you there for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, l- lying there, healing, um, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with sulking a little bit. Um, he's sulking. he's not really 
try, really going to try and make much of an effort to hang out with the Knolls. <laughs> Seems like everybody else is kind of busy and occupied, and so just going to hang out by himself. Aww. Okay. Uh, Nadia, are you doing anything? Uh, yeah. If, uh, if the guys are okay with it, I'd actually like to spend a little bit of time with those two books, the field guide and the storybook. Um, and then other than that, uh, probably just kind of poking around nearby and sort of getting the lay of the land and sort of figuring out what's good to eat. Cool. You know, just kind of familiarizing myself with the territory because it's a different environment than what I'm accustomed to in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, the book the or yeah the field guide you're not able to read um without fletcher starting to translate portions um i mean obviously you can look at the pictures but you can't like read the entries um the storybook you are starting to get the hang of that language um and as far as like things to eat out here in the grasslands so it's basically the middle of summer so there are ground cherries there's lots of flowers there are you know are grasses with seeds there are plants that have tubers so there's a lot of plant-based food and then of course there are uh small animals birds and small mammals and lizards and snakes and things like that and then also some of the larger uh ungulate or hoofed game animals that the gnolls hunt um so yeah there's quite a variety of food available cool yeah um, I also uh, realized that because we sort of rushed to the ending um, last time, uh, because that combat took a long time, that I didn't let you s- uh, search the bodies, so I didn't know if you wanted to loot um, Barika, or not Barika's body, gosh. Um, <laughs> that is not, nope, that was not what I meant. Uh, yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to loot Thango's body or the bodies of the zombies. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. So... On the the zombies, pretty much, like, they had, like, the tattered remains of their own clothing and then these, like, pretty beat-up weapons that they were using, so that's probably not worth taking. But on Thanga's body, you find she was wearing um, studded armor. Um, But, Fletcher, you would specifically notice this. Most magic items give off maybe, like, a little bit of a glow of light, Right, just it like indicates that they might be magical if you're inspecting them up close, and this studded leather armor does indeed glow very, very faintly. So you think there might be something more to it. Uh, you also find uh, Thinga had uh, two potions of cure light wounds in her tent, um, and she also on her person in a little pouch um, had five pieces of a shiny black stone. So you find those uh, things. So. Do we all see this, or is Fletcher looting Tenga's body? Because uh, you just mentioned that. I mean, he was I, I sort noticing. of figured that you all like you know went over and looked at her, you know, after everything, right, and sort sure. of found all this together. Yeah, we had to like get it all off her quick before Barika ate her. Sure. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I definitely relay what I see on the armor that like you know it's another. Something that something is going on, even if, if if we can't figure out anything more right now. Can you can you tell what it is, Fletcher? Uh, not without doing a little bit more. Hmm. Do you Put think it on, Lucanus. To... We'll see if anything happens to you. I mean, sure. Lucanus takes the dare and puts on the armor. Okay. Uh, you are now wearing. Um, I think you were already wearing studded leather armor. Is that correct? Yeah, he just switches it out. Okay, yeah, so it it feels about the same as the studded leather armor you were already wearing. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, uh, that was anticlimactic. 
Well, uh, Kate's well, like <laughs> waiting for like something to happen. It's just like, hey, most of the time, what just because you put on a magic item doesn't mean something happens immediately. <laughs> it's not like she's I mean, wearing magic items. That's true. That's true. <laughs> also, generally speaking, if it does immediately do something to you, it's usually not a good thing. Right. If uh, if, he had, <laughs> if he had put it on and I was like, Lucanus, make a will save, then you'd, you'd <laughs> regret putting it on. But today is not that day. Um, hey. <laughs> Glad we're not getting mind controlled by cursed items at level three. <laughs> I'm not Such that bad mean. news. I, um, I, I feel like having your barbarian be mind controlled by a cursed item at level three would be especially bad. It really depends it on the curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and true. how fast everyone else can run. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it makes Lucanus dance. That'd be entertaining. I mean... <laughs> all of a sudden you can sing twice as good now. <laughs> I'm um, just going to let you keep coming up with good curse ideas. Like, please, <laughs> continue. The studded leather armor all of a sudden makes everybody sing, so we have to do that musical episode. <laughs> <laughs> hard no. Hard no. no. Can I do a? Uh, can I do a? Can I investigate these um, black stones to see if I recognize them? Yes, you can. That's your thing. Uh, what? What should I roll? Uh, I believe we've been doing a praise right Dice. to figure yeah. out what it is. Yeah. Oh, gonna scroll all the way down for that. Oh, that is BRB, a thirteen. A thirteen. Um. So. You are familiar with this. So you take a quick look at it and like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a stone and kind of not. Um, These are five chunks of obsidian. So it's kind of a stone and kind of not because obsidian is known as volcanic glass, right? It's incredibly hard and incredibly shiny. Um, so it's basically one of the things that you can get when lava slash magma cools down. Yeah. Is this the first obsidian that we've found? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I just it sounded vaguely familiar to me. Um, um, and if you're curious about it, uh, uh, anyone who's trained in knowledge religion can do that check. Or uh, Fletcher, mm. you could also do knowledge arcana, I don't, whichever is higher for you kind of thing. I can do that. Yes, you can. Yeah, I can definitely do arcana is definitely higher. I got a 25. Yeah, you did. <laughs> nice. Wow. I got, well, a, I got a natural 20. Oh, Plus my I also makes it a. I mine became a twenty-five with a natural twenty. Oh, wow. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so, so Cedric's like. Okay, what are okay? Like, we have to calculate the odds on that one. Because <laughs> yeah, what the hell? That's amazing. I think rolling two nat twenties is like a one in four hundred. Yep. Wow. Somebody in the chat. Check bow, me bow, on that. Except if you're using Joe's app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Joe, yeah. Joe or Talisit is rolling. It's a. <laughs> I, so I actually, I actually remember that just because, like, that one time I got like five nat twenties right. in a game. Yeah. yeah. That was like a one in two hundred and some odd thousand. <laughs> um. So you two with your nat twenties totaling up to two twenty fives. Wowza. Um. So yeah, Cedric, you pull these little shiny stones slash pieces of glass out of the pouch and go, huh? obsidian and cedric and fletcher both immediately go oh because you both know from different from your different sides of knowledge that obsidian is an integral component in the animate dead spell mm. so you imagine that thenga had these stones in her pouch so that she could quickly and easily um you put the piece of obsidian in either the mouth or the eye socket of a dead 
mm. humanoid and or any creature in fact and can cause them to become a zombie or a skeleton or something um so it leads you to imagine what she might have done had any of you fallen in battle uh cedric immediately uh. says so you none of you probably know this but actually obsidian can be used in an anime jets <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even mansplain without laughing. <laughs> uh, cool. So does that mean that, like, we could, you know, use dead enemies to help us out? Yeah, I guess if you're a monster. If yeah. you're okay making undead things. I mean, if it works. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh... Can you, like, take a step away from Lucanus? <laughs> Cedric's like, you know, I would be upset, but Lucanus, I think the uh, the chances of you learning advanced necromancy anytime soon are pretty slim. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it is not just barbaric shoving of stones in people's eyes, which I could see be said being something you'd be into, but that's not all that it is. Okay, so are we going to sell them? Because if we don't want to use them, then... Uh, Sure, or we can make knives out of them. Well, they're not exceptionally like large or long. They're like chunks, like you know, like would fit in an eye socket. So, what about arrowheads? Yeah, arrowheads. arrowheads. Sure, I suppose that would work. Just, just make case some really badass arrows. Yeah. Um. Do so. Just to check, the um the dead gnolls, the zombies. Do they have chunks of obsidian in their mouths or eyes? Or is that destroyed when they're reanimated? Um, give me a search check on one of them. That's a good question. That is a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> you like you go over with the best the of intentions, and then you yeah right. <laughs> you get up to this re-dead zombie lying on the ground, and it's been hacked to bits, and you, like it it already smelled bad when it was undead, and you know yeah. now it's destroyed and been you know, um, and you're just like. Uh, never mind. I don't care that much. How bad? <laughs> how bad? How bad would something that's been killed twice smell? That's a great question. <laughs> no idea how to test that. What do I roll to find out? No, I'm just kidding. Can I? Uh, can I interject with an Ecuador culture thing related to obsidian? Do. Yes. <laughs> okay. Always. So. Um, you can actually find obsidian in Quito. I have like a couple little chunks that you just like find when you're when you're walking. Um, it was it was popularly used, and we could there's like a whole bunch of things we could tell, but we could definitely tell that it was traded because you can only find it in the mountainous regions, and we'd find it in the Amazon and on the coast. And it was used as knives to like cut things. It was also associated with the underworld, which I think is particularly <laughs> important in today's discussion. But also, there's a shell here called spondylus which is what um, really rich people would use for jewelry and decorating. And it was widely traded and it's very, very hard. It has like these spines off of it. It's this really beautiful red color. Not that I have anything on me to show you <laughs> right now, um, but it has like the, the clam. Spondylus is like a clam thing. Uh, <laughs> clearly, I still the list. <laughs> Yes, a bivalve. Clam thing. <laughs> For the podcast Jerk. listeners, she's doing the hand motion right now. <laughs> the universal like the baby shark. Clamp. Yeah, the baby shark hand yeah. motion. Anyway, tis a bivalve, and it has these long spikes on it, and those spikes can be red, orange, or purple, and that's what it was like 
really important in the jewelry and the trading. But the only thing that was hard enough to cut those was spondylite or was obsidian. Oh. So the obsidian was actually used to like cut those little spines off and make all the beads and everything. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, do you know cool. why obsidian was associated with the underworld or? Because I have some guesses, um, but I wasn't sure if you knew like the exact reason. I remember that I read it once in a museum and took notes on it but the notes are on my phone so if you <laughs> i can try and find them <laughs> yeah just exit out of the game right yeah. <laughs> we'll see you in 15 minutes we can have a follow-up to that um i i don't remember exactly why i think it was because it was associated with the volcanoes yeah but yeah. Um, but there's like this really beautiful piece that was found. It's like this wide and had been polished, like completely smooth. Mm. And so you can like look through it and you can like see, you can see through the obsidian. It's like this little disc that they like dug out of the ground because it was super important to the culture series. It's really, really mm. cool. That is so cool. Culture chat. Cool. <laughs> culture chat. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So you find obsidian and some armor and two, uh, what did I say? Cure light wounds potions. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm guessing distribute those between Cedric and Nadia so that they have additional potions to administer to folks. Works for me. Okay. So now that um, I know we have these chunks of obsidian while I'm like convalescing and sulking, mm -hmm. can I try and make some arrowheads out of these? Um, is that a thing you have as a crafting skill? I have craft plus two to stone and metal. Um... Yeah. Have you... Hmm. High or low? Uh, high. Uh, that is a six. Aww. Okay. So you haven't worked with obsidian before, but you can give it a go. Okay. I don't have artisan's tools, right? I wouldn't I've, expect I've... you carried those out here with you. <laughs> um... A... Yeah, so yeah. you start to try to hit the first one, and, like, it's flaking, um, but it doesn't feel like it's making the right sort of shape, and you wind up shattering it. Um, I suppose you can keep trying if you'd like. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> Aww. Okay. Cedric. Try again. <laughs> and you shatter another one. <laughs> huh? Cedric, yeah. are you taking out your frustrations on this rock? Sounds yeah, like. yeah, it, 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 it might be. Um, yeah, all right. So uh, that was an eight and a five. The next one is going to be a 20, though. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> another natural one for everyone playing at home. Um, so this time you shatter it and um, a, oh, a chip comes flying off and hits you right above your eye and you take three points of oh. damage because obsidian is hella sharp and it's very dangerous to work with. Right. Oh, I, I pick up like the other piece that I was using to like chip off of it and I just like, throw it in the fire and I'm just like morning sweaty balls and I walk off. Done. Did, did I did I hear I, this or see this? I guess we're not selling those. <laughs> <laughs> cool Morden's, story! Morden sweaty balls is my new favorite swear. Um <laughs> That would be a very interesting t-shirt. I don't know, Lucanus. Give me a perception check and we'll see if you heard that. Okay. Eight. You did not. Wait. Eight plus 
some sort of bonus. Well, that's that's why we gave you a character sheet because then you could just... Hey, you can click your skills on your yeah, character you sheet can, now. Like, there's a little die symbol next to the skill, so you can just, like, hit it. Um, but it would be plus five, so that's a 13. Um, yeah, you're not in that part of the camp. Um, so, like, you might hear a sound, but not really sure, like, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Qui-Gon Bowers says that that goes on a pair of sweatpants, not on a t-shirt. So it's like, <laughs> like what it says on the butt cheeks of the sweatpants. Yeah. Or on the front. Or on the front, yeah. Yeah, right down one of the legs. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could sell banana hammocks. No, we're not. <laughs> no. No? Uh, no. No. Okay, nope. fine. Very off-brand. Um, okay. Forbidden merch. Forbidden merch. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Yep. So that's the thing that happened. <laughs> uh okay. So I am uh I'm still playing with those puppies. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Lucanus. Uh no, just, oh, just the puppies. Kay... Lucanus misses, you know, being able to play. Mm. Kay was gonna ask Fletcher what the arrows did since apparently they did nothing to the zombies. Well, how how many of each did you have? I remember you had a limited, I had, you had a certain I, number of each. Yeah, I had two green ones and I had three red ones. So now I have one green one and two red ones. And the red ones screamed like a banshee. And then the other ones, when I shot the thing, like it, the thing got shot and then right around the arrow, there was like this kind of like weird discoloration and then nothing happened. Nothing. <laughs> Good memory. Well, I guess so. What I'd have to do is, well, I I can't. I, I I there is a way that I could study this and the armor and the other things we have much more closely and figure out exactly what's going on. Uh, but it requires some rather special components that we don't quite have right now. We they were supplied to us freely at the university, uh, but now around here we would need to acquire uh, some pearls uh, for me to properly go into the trance needed to figure it out. Um, Wait, what do, you, so, what do you need, pearls? I, I need I need pearls uh, of a certain size, certain value uh, that I use in, in to conduct a, a spell that helps me sort out uh, what uh, the properties I of have a magical one. item are. You want to you tell her what you have to do to the pearl? This is my favorite spell because of this component thing. <laughs> Uh, I, well, have a, I have a pearl. <laughs> well, uh, well, first we'd have to make sure it is of sufficient size and value uh, because I don't want to end up wasting it uh, because this is where you have to be okay with this. Uh, I need to crush it into powder and drink it with wine. <laughs> you stir with and an then I also feather. need an owl feather to stir the wine and I have to drink it. <laughs> It's an old spell. I didn't I, come up with it. Are you sure that's not a religion? That's, I, I didn't uh, make uh, it. Look, I don't know what to tell you, but so. Interesting. I will, I will stew on this as we don't have an owl feather. And maybe if I get impatient, yeah. I'll just fire it, another one at something and see what happens. That, uh, the other thing I was going to say, Cheryl, would, would Fletcher the just like the things that happen in these spells would i recognize anything about like like that like high-pitched noise like does that would i associate that with a spell that i had studied or seen cast or or, or practiced with or something in the university with either of those like effects that took place um 
Give me one arcana check for each and tell me what order you're doing them in. Okay. Um, Please roll better than Cedric. <laughs> you hard to roll worse. Would, <laughs> um, the first one, I, I think, will be for the red screaming arrow because it's the first one she shot in battle. So mm-hmm. I'll just go with that order. Cool. Only 13. Um, You're not especially familiar with whatever that might have been. Um, yeah. No problem. Then the weird green discoloration arrow is an 18. Um, so the discoloration makes you think that it was probably releasing some sort of something into the body, right? That, like, you know, that's why the the skin around the site of injection, as it were, discolored. Um, So you could hypothesize that it might be some sort of toxin, poison, acid, you know, that that sort of group of weapon properties. Okay. Yeah, I'm not not familiar with with the properties of the red arrow off the top of my head, but the green, uh, given what it looked to do, uh, and the fact that it then had no further effect on an undead being, uh, I would think has some kind of poisoning or envenomation uh, effect on whatever it hits. Hmm. I will... I have fewer of the green ones left, having only one of them now. Black. <laughs> I would definitely save those for for a, a soft body uh, living creature. The That's background that probably was, not that, a plant. In I'm the guessing. background that was Lucanus playing with the puppies. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah, a, a, something within these, you know, kingdom of animals. Yeah, if if you really if we want to see exactly what that arrow will do. Cool. Thanks, Fletcher. You're the best. <laughs> nice. Anybody else? Uh, at some point while I've been out sort of foraging and poking around, uh, after seeing Cedric have that just very bad time with the, the obsidian, um, I you saw that? want to try, huh? Well, she may have you seen saw that? The, she may have seen the aftermath, at least. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you didn't hear it. Up. Everybody yeah. heard it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna come back, uh, with some of the stuff I foraged. And uh, I have seven berries in my hand and offer him one. It'll Thanks. make you feel better. Thanks. And if you eat it, uh, da 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 da. <laughs> oh, I keep trying to remember what it does. It'll be really I, I, I already good. ate it. I, I yeah, already no. I, I took one um, and ate it. Yeah. So basically, you feel like you just had a really big meal, um, and just feel very full and happy and content. And uh, if you feel like if you were hurt, it might have helped you be less hurt. So actually, As probably the cut on your head feels up a little bit. Forehead, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, these vegetables make me feel a lot better. Oh. I like them. They're very special ones. They're good. They're very good. Thank you. I really, you know, I really needed that. Oh, I thanks. really appreciate that. Oh. I kind of awkwardly sort of pat his shoulder. Just, you know, I just, I just thought, you know, that we'd be, you know, I just, I've always thought that Morden only puts challenges in front of us that we can handle, right? It's, 
the point of life is to be challenged, right? As Morden forges us into the weapons that we are meant to be, in a good craftsman doesn't destroy the tools in front of him, right? But I just feel like I've been like the the ambrosia beetles. I mean, they wiped the floor with me, and then I wasn't able to connect with Morden to turn those undead knolls. And I mean, I can't even make stupid arrowheads. Like, I I feel like everything, you know, everything that I thought, you know, was laid out before me as my path has just failed recently. And I just, I don't know. What am I doing wrong? Maybe you were meant to fail. Sometimes you learn new things when you fail. I don't feel like I've learned anything. You learned, you you learned what you can't do, and sometimes that's important to know. But also, you did survive, and that's worth something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, not through anything I did. I mean, like, thank Morden, you were there. You I'd be dead trust your twice over without you. And you healed us. Are we friends? Yeah. That makes me feel better, too. That's good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Nadia. Sure thing. I'm just going to kind of chill here for a while. But um, I'll see you back. Back at camp. Okay. Thanks for the round thing. The berry. Very good berry. Yeah, the very berry. Very it's good. Merry berry. <laughs> I'll continue along my way. Okay. Um, anything else here in the camp? No, I think we're nope. I think we're good. Okay. Um, yeah. In that case, like I said, um, it is the morning of the third day that you've been in the camp. Um, I'm assuming you might be packing up and getting ready to yep. go somewhere. Yep. Lucanus says one last goodbye to the puppies, and he's like, "Oh, guys, I have to." <sighs> I have to go. <laughs> um, he just, he's very bummed about having to leave, you know, his, his playmates behind because it's, it's been a while since he's, you know, been able to just sort of let go and, you know, play and just sort of be happy. So these two short little knoll children, their heads only come up like to your knee and one of them wraps their arms around because there's only two of them, remember, right? And one of them wraps yeah. their arms around each of your legs and just kind of like holds on and leans into you. You kind of have to do that thing where you like pry them off. Kay shares a whoop with Barika. <laughs> a goodbye whoop. She whoops loudly with you and claps you on both of the shoulders and uh, basically uh, reminds you to be strong. She, I'll make you proud. I'll come back and tell you all the stories. But she's very pleased to hear that. <laughs> all right. Where are you headed? Out. Well. Heading in the same direction that Gary told us to head. All right. Yeah. yeah. So you're continuing to follow the river. Um, are you doing anything while you walk? How close to the bank are you walking? Like... Kay is gonna go up to Cedric and be like, "Can you see like when like you almost went down, but then but then I was like right there because I was gonna like flank with you. Did you see that? I like actually got in and like, aren't you proud? Yeah, I mean, thank goodness you were there. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, we'd have been stabbed it. Well, I mean, I didn't stab it because I was sickle, but you got you you get what I mean, right? Like, 
Yeah, I think I technically, it. technically it's a slice. Yeah, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I you you crushed it, Kay. No, you're you're really coming into your own as a as a warrior. I yeah. I uh, I just I just thought you'd be proud of me cuz like, you know, cuz like I I I like saw you like struggle a tiny bit, like just a tiny bit. And no, then no, I was like, no, oh. yeah. Like you mean eat it? Yeah, like like go down, <laughs> bleed on the ground. Like I mean, yeah. it's it's happened to us all happened to us all but i was like oh i can like actually help this time and like i just want to let you know that like i saw that and instead of being like scared like i normally am i like i care and i i fought for you uh no that's yeah that's i'm i'm really proud of you okay that's that's really that's that's really great i i feel like you're you're really growing as a as a person and uh you're you're really a a, you're a valuable member of the team you really are You are too. Like, I would. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Like you and Lucanus are like so big, and like nothing can really take you down at all for like, like maybe like a second. But then you're all like back up again, and like I was so scared that one time that the orc got me, but like (laughs) you guys and like Barika, and like I don't know. I'm just feeling pumped. We can do this. Lucanus is just sort of trudging along, (laughs) listening to this, not saying anything, and just sort of looking down and depressed like he misses the puppies mm-hmm. anyway i just wanted to say that like between you and, and barika like i i was feeling very inspired last battle so well uh yeah I, uh i guess um uh send some of that my way next time uh if, you right. know if there's a next time um but uh i i'm i'm really glad that i'm really glad that you're uh you're feeling good about it that's yeah. that's great that's great um Sitter gives her like one of those like punch in the shoulder kind of like. Well, you have to reach up for it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good job, kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's like I, Cedric's feeling like super conflicted because he's feeling like super uncomfortable about the situation, but also like trying to be supportive of Kay, and he's happy for and, her. And Kay like Kay is like oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's trying to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. What happened to Nancy? Oh no. oh no! One of these days, I feel like somebody's just gonna like freeze frame and wait until yeah, like that. <laughs> oh no, <Then> Nancy! <laughs> uh, well, in the meantime, uh, Fletcher, Nadia, were you doing anything as you start to walk? No, I think I'm just kind of doing the usual pop up and scout kind of thing. Okay. Uh, if you're doing the pop-up and scout, you want to give me a perception check? Yeah. Let's do that. Where are my 20s? There she is. Okay. Hello. The, the electricity came back. That's why that <gasps> happened. So try to connect oh. to the... Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh, funny! <laughs> Two seconds while I plug everything in. Yes. Nancy <laughs> has more than metaphorical power now. Hey. Uh, <laughs> 14. Perception check. Okay, let me um, switch in the nameplates, and then I will tell you what you see. 14, huh? Okay. Okay. So it's a pretty clear day. um, And uh, as you pop up again, so the rest of the group is walking, I assume, like, not right along the bank, but fairly close. Uh, Nadia, you fly up in the air and start looking upstream. Um, and ahead, 
uh, you can see a place where the water in the river appears to change. Northeast of this place, at the very edge of your vision, the water appears blue-green and healthy, like you remember it being before. But at the place where the river changes, you can see the blue-green swirling and turbulent as it mixes with brown fetid water that flows downstream in your direction. Um, and you can estimate that that place is approximately a day's travel from where you are right now. All right. I, I, I come back to the group and just very excitedly, I see, I see, I see where the, the water changes. It's clean, but then I see the bad spot. I found it. Okay. How uh, far away is it? About a day. Is there anything between there and here that looks like it might be a problem? Is there? Uh, you can pop back up and look at the landscape and give me another perception check, since you're looking at something different now. Uh, that's a 20. Wow, Ooh. yeah. Um, so you see, again, it's mostly frat, uh, frat, mostly flat grassland. Um, every <laughs> once in a while, there's a clump of, like, shrubs or small trees or something like that. Um, but kind of, kind of pretty near, um, where that swirling happens, you can see something kind of dark-ish. Um, or maybe not something, but several small somethings, or they look small at this distance, um, but there's some sort of dark objects there kind of near the area where the water seems to be swirling and mixing. Mostly okay, but there's there's something weird near the near the bad place in the water. They're dark, I can't really tell what. Hmm. How big? Are they sturge-sized? <laughs> I can't really tell from here. I mean, if she can see them from here, Cedric, they're probably fairly large. I mean, she did say that they were about a day away. Oh, that's a good point. I mean... It's hard to tell. Giant sturges. Uh, I don't want to fight any giant sturges. That's a sturge. Um, oh, yeah, I guess that was before we met you, huh? They're like these just nasty little monsters that drain the life out of people. Bloodsuckers. Mm. That doesn't big sound flying, fun. Big flying bad bugs. Yeah, they are not mm. fun. It's like, uh, you know what a mosquito is? It's like that, but no, giant. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite well. description of a mosquito ever. <laughs> 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 It's the thing that haunts me at night. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, let's just keep an eye out. I mean, it sounds like it could be bad news, but uh, uh, let's just keep an eye out. If, if we know something's there, we should definitely try to scout, do, get some kind of additional information before we get within, you know, any appreciable distance to them uh, because if we need to retreat or, or you know figure something out we we probably don't want them to know that we're here until we yep. can figure out how to get the drop on them before they sneak up on us i would i would prefer to not have to retreat cheryl you said it's mostly just flat grassland right yeah so that's that's the reason you were able to see cover. so far yeah. I mean, like some, like in some places, the grasses are already tall enough for Nadia and Cedric to be 
pretty much, you know, submerged as it were. And there are some places with shrubs or trees, but yeah, for the most part, it's very flat and open. And that's how you're able to see so far across the landscape. But I guess we, I mean, we just carry on for now, um, knowing that there's something ahead, uh, but probably being more, I would think more vigilant while we walk. Mm -hmm. Um, if we're getting close to something and we already know that there might be things at where this begins, uh, there's a good chance that there's more patrolling further away. If this, if this looks like it's, I would assume it's some kind of guard that was set up, uh, or, or, or if it's a home turf of something, uh, we probably want to keep an eye out. While we're walking, um, Lucanus is asking Nadia about the plants, but specifically about the ones that can, like, about the dangerous ones, because he's curious about that. Um, well, first, if you're all, or anybody who is keeping watch, um, you can give me perception checks. Whoops. It's a big I old nine rolled... for me. I just rolled twice. Is that perception bonus automatically put in there? Not not the way you're rolling right now. If you use the character sheet, like we said, if you go to where it says perception and you go all the way to the right, there's a little D20 symbol. If you click that, it will automatically roll your perception for you. Oh, I see. Okay. There we, there go. we go. Okay, so a 10. Uh, sorry, Nadia, what did you say you got? <laughs> Hi, Puka. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Oof. Nine, 10. Anybody else keeping watch? Yes, I unmuted myself to to roll, but then I realized I have a character sheet up, and then my dog barked. So sorry, one second. <laughs> no worries. Ouch, a ten. I didn't have electricity after, like ten seconds ago. Understandable. <laughs> uh, Cedric Fletcher, are you keeping watch, or are you just walking? Just I got walking. a sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Uh, Fletcher, are you no? Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like Lucanus and Nadia might be uh engaged with looking at the plants. Um. Kay. Yeah. You're. You're full of this sort of new vigor. You're so pumped. You're like, yes, I can do the adventuring thing. Um, and so, yeah, you are sort of hypervigilant. Um, you are looking at the river and noticing that, like, it still smells and looks awful. You're looking at the grasslands around you. And so you're able to warn people about, like, uh, pricker bushes and nettles and, you know, thistles and... You can tell my field sites are full of these things this summer because I've got them on the brain. Um, but yeah, so you're able to sort of just help guide the group um, and avoid all of those little like inconveniences of walking through the grasslands. But none of you notice anything particularly like threatening immediately or anything like that. Can Kay just be like brandishing her sickle, just like cutting down like the... <laughs> She's like, ha-cha! Ha-cha! Using ha-cha! a sickle as it was intended? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. She's just... She's just topping the grass as she goes. That might be a D&D first. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Um, yeah, okay. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, Nadia, what, what do you think would happen if we put, like, Lucanus points to one of the plants that she pointed out. What do you think would happen if we, like, put this on an arrow? Oh, many of these are things I actually know anything about, given that it's a different biome. That is a great question. Um, I'm going to say not many. Um, because not only is this like a different biome, but it's like entirely different, right? Like the difference between the rainforest and a grassland is, woo, that's extreme, right? Um, mm-hmm. So like occasionally you might notice some plants that are probably like in the same family as one another. Um, 
But that's also, correct me if I'm wrong, plant people, but, like, Asteraceae includes, like, sunflowers and everything that doesn't look like a sunflower, mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, so it's, like, like 60,000 yeah. species yeah. or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You can be like, oh, but these, like, these plants yeah, are it's huge. So the poisonous properties of related things are very... Very yeah, different. so yeah, like, like the umbrella um, ACA, which is like carrots and poison hemlock, right? Or whatever. Yeah, that's that's actually <laughs> yeah. what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna point out. Like, yeah. I think uh, uh, fennel and um, deadly, like deadly hemlock, the stuff they killed uh, Socrates uh, water with. Water hemlock, yeah. Water hemlock, yeah. yeah. I think those are actually in the same family. Yep. They are. That's yeah. what I meant. That's um, what I meant. Did so I say nightshade? Sorry, uh, that's a solanaceous plant. It is. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah. well, they're carrots and and apace. Yeah. 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 Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, like that level of like, oh, okay, like yeah, there are the similar like families of plants, but like as far as the specific properties, that's like saying, oh, well, carrots are edible and water hemlock will kill you. So like, eh, they're in the same family, but you're not really sure about the properties of these individual plants or these species. Yeah. I I don't. I know these plants. Sorry. That's uh, okay. <laughs> I'm still interested. So he's also very interested in food. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Anybody- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that pause was everybody catching up on the chat discussing yeah, right? magical ticks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Being yes. like, oh, damn. Magical ticks. Uh, there are already magical creatures that do stuff like drain your power away, though. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't have to make yeah. them up. They're already there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, are you doing anything else while you walk? Or are we just kind of making our way? Fletcher's just ruminating on what he came up with watching the gnolls. You know, thinking about, like, oh, oh, that would be, like, oh, all the interesting things that he can describe and relate things to and, um, and that how impressive he thinks it is that like, oh, like, you know, we were things from, from non-human creatures. We were never told about these sorts of uh, like high intelligence activities and things like this. This will be like revolutionary uh, and, and thinking over, uh, you know, what, uh, what he'll be able to put out there. So I think that's why he's just kind of distracted by uh, along this walk. Yeah, their matrilineal hierarchy, their um, organized ability to hunt together, um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of those things might not have been assumed, given that they're a quote-unquote monster race. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, so this was all happening as you're walking. Are you just, like, walking straight at, you know, the group of dark shapes that Nadia saw? Are you gonna, like, check them out again? Are you veering to the north or south of them? Are you stopping to make camp or something? Like, what you know, what's happening? Well, it depends on the time of day. Mm-hmm. So, but I think we're going to continue on as long as we can and uh, uh, ask Nadia to keep an eye on those dark shapes so that we don't, just so that we're aware of them and so we don't get surprised by whatever's happening there. I also want to keep popping up and just see if I can see anything any better. Okay. Um, any more information about them. Yeah, uh, since you're closer now, like midday ish, um, give me another perception check and we'll see now that you're closer. Another nine. They, it's weird. Like they're dark shapes, but they're just sort of like amorphous. Like it, it, it doesn't look like anything distinct. You're having a hard time sort of like figuring out what they could be. You're not sure if maybe it's the angle or the lighting or what, but yeah, just not, not quite sure. Is there any movement? Not that can you I can tell? see. Yeah. 
Okay. Still can't tell. I'll just let us know if anything changes. So um, I think I don't want to be surprised by them. I unless somebody disagrees, I think we're heading directly for where the like the transition is between the yeah. dirty water and the clean or the green blue water. Yeah. Um. So again, to sort of reorient you, you are headed pretty much dead east. And the river is to your right, so to your south, um, with the grasslands stretching away um, to your left, to the north. Um, behind you, so like northwest, is where the the mountain range, you can see it kind of, you know, it's in the distance, but it sort of grows out of the hill country where you were when you met the Myconids. Um, this group of dark shapes is very close to the bank of the river. Um, so kind of in line where you folks are walking right now, and it is a little to the west of this mixing point that Nadia identified. So it's basically in between you and the mixing point. Are we going to camp before we hit it? What time of day is it? Um, it's a little after midday. Like we're not going to be able to reach that spot by nightfall, right? When you said yeah. a day, that means like tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. like you would reach well, it tomorrow morning-ish or something. Yeah, well, let's just... Or you could just make... walk through the night, of course. Sorry. <laughs> well, let's just let's just make camp um, well before we reach those shapes, and let's see what we can figure out tomorrow morning. Because if we have to walk around them, I'd prefer to do that. I don't want to, you know, put you guys in any more danger than we've already faced. Okay, uh, so you're making camp. Well, I mean, if it's, it's a little after midday, of... I feel like we should at least go right. until nightfall. We're gonna yeah, yeah, close. I'm yeah. talking. I'm talking about what happens at, at okay. nightfall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we're not gonna try like to if it, like if it like if it looks like we're gonna run into them, you know, let before the day's out, you know, we need to make camp and figure out what we're gonna okay. do. But if we're, you know, if we're not gonna run into them, then let's just get as close as we can before we sort of scout out our, the situation. Our... Any of those of trees or bushes sort of between us and them or sort of a good distance that we could sort of make camp behind them? Um, give me a survival check and we'll see if you can find a good bit of cover. Can I roll for that too? Uh, yeah, if you guys are working together, sure. Uh, 12. Uh, there we go. 12 and a 7. Um, so, Lucanus, you're still, like, you're kind of looking for a place to set up camp, but you're also still, like, really fascinated by all of the new plants. Um, Nadia, yeah. you find a clump of bushes. Like, they're not huge, but, you know, it's something in the landscape to obscure you a little, you, you think. Yeah. Enough that if we made a small fire, it wouldn't be super obvious to... Yeah, probably. Um, guys. You, you do know that, like, it was raining. It's not raining today, but it was. So you imagine that, like, you know, a fire could be a little smoky, given, you know, wet, uh, mm. you know, well, wet and also green grasses, because there's not a lot of wood out here. Green yeah, without a sledger. <laughs> but I... Would I be able to would I be able to build something that would sort of spread out and obscure the smoke a little bit? Uh what did you have in mind? Well, um like a lean to or you know some like um yeah, like like a lean to that would just sort of instead of making it so that you have one big plume of smoke, you have a sort of light cloud. If that uh, makes sense. What would you propose building that out of? Uh, 
I suppose like you could do a tree and some thatch, you know, like drag a um, medium tree over and just sort of build like a thatch sort of roof almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, uh, what Nadia directed you folks to is kind of a small-ish clump of bushes. Um, but if Lucanus, if you want to try to build something like that, you can give me another survival check and we'll see what you find. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> that's what he'd do, so. Sure. Right now he's just trying to, to make us as invisible as possible. So like he's, you know, trying to, um you know, find, like, branches and grasses to sort of camouflage the tents a little bit, especially from, like, you know, the approaching Mm -hmm. side of the... Tents? um, I thought you said you were trying to obscure the smoke. Does anyone have a tent? I do. You do? Yeah. You do? Do we have tents? I didn't think we had tents. I didn't know. I I don't have a tent. I didn't know you bought a tent. I'm sleeping outside like a peasant. I, I didn't know you bought a tent. Okay. I, I love um, the idea was... that all of us sleep on the ground and the barbarian is like, I'm going to go retire in my... <laughs> He's an elf after all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so a 10. Uh, you are having trouble finding stuff that makes you happy. Um, you build a little something out of some sticks and grass, but it's not not super huge. You're not sure how it's effective it's going to be, but it's what you were able to find the materials for. Lucanus sits there and stares at his handiwork, and he's like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Uh, anybody doing anything as you're setting up camp? Can I make things that I could easily attach to my arrows to make them fiery instead of having to take a whole turn in battle to do that? Can I, like, pre-prepare something? Yes, you can. Um, so, like I said, if you want to make a fire arrow, you'll need to attach something to the arrow to carry the fire. Um, So I might suggest some strips of cloth or something like that. Um, Basically what you'll do is, um, because you have how many arrows you have marked on your sheet, right? You can choose, you can choose as many of those as you like that in your quiver, you will take them out and tie cloth around them or whatever and put them back in your quiver. So you can write down how many fire arrows you have now. Um, those will, uh, get a minus two penalty when you shoot them because they're now unbalanced because they've got this thing tied around them. Um, but they, Mm. they will be effective vectors for fire. The only catch is you have to catch them on fire before you shoot them in order for that to happen. Yeah. I will make two fire arrows. Cool. So, uh... Lighting one of those could be, uh, like in the last combat, you could dip it in something that's already on fire. A candle, a torch, a tent, if Fletcher has lit something on fire. Um, (laughs) Or you can use an action. uh, So basically, like, if you want to, like, stand and then shoot, you could use your move action for the round to light it with your flint and steel and then shoot it. But you cannot move and light it and shoot it all in the same round, if that makes sense. Lucanus is still working with Nadia to identify uh, poisonous and edible plants. Okay. Uh, Fletcher, Cedric, what are you folks doing in camp? I think... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Peter. I was going to say, I'm going to cook dinner. Cool. What are you making? Rations. Rations! <laughs> Rations! 
Rat rat shins. Yeah. I was going to ask, you've been out here for 12 days now, and you have eaten at the hospitality of some other people a little bit, um, but you're probably starting to run pretty low on rations, even yeah. with what Nadia was able to forage. I would like to build some Paiute deadfall traps. Could or we, whatever the Arda could we try to is. could we try to hunt? Um, yeah, I suppose somebody can if they'd like. I'm gonna build deadfall so. traps. Okay, what? Does I'm this... gonna go on a hunt. Who wants to come with me? What do the deadfall traps do? They're like a big stone propped up on uh, a stick oh. that has another stick. Yeah, that points to the stone that has like a little piece of like grease rubbed on it, maybe. Fletcher, can I can I get you to help me out with that? Um, I, I I think I could I think I know where I could get some grease maybe. <laughs> um. So yeah. And so they can the grease like can we bottle the grease and keep it handy? No, because I think it disappears. It does yeah. disappear. How long? How nice long does it though. disappear? It's times. It the time span that's given for it is just in terms of rounds of combat so translated uh-huh. to real life that would be like no time at all it would be, hmm. it would yes. be extremely seconds volatile per round. Be seconds oh. yeah like like half a minute at most or something i mean yeah. it, it sounds it sounds yeah. like it sounds like it's akin to like wd-40 in that case i'm gonna put a i'm gonna ask nadia if she has any more of those good good berries uh i was actually just about to go berry picking <laughs> uh Oh, I only have three today, but I do have, I have some. Are you going to give good berries to him to put in his traps, or are you going to give them to people for regular food? Calorically speaking, it's a way better off today for us to actually eat them. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why I was going looking for them. I had a hard time finding berries, I guess. Mm. All right. So uh, I'm building so unbaited I... traps then. Okay. Uh, if you are building unbaited <laughs> traps, give me a survival check. And I could also go looking for other stuff, too. I mean, I have that granola of pure light wounds. <laughs> it's technically, it's granola. It's like food. Oh, honey, we need to get you different digital dice. Yeah, I, I need to delete my character sheet and make a new one because we need, that was a five. Does somebody want to perform an, exor- an exorcism on Cedric? Because, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Ugh. so you, uh, you definitely lean a rock on a stick. You'll have to come back later and check it. Sure. Hey, at Can least I, I didn't drop a rock on my foot. That's true. Um, and then, Lucanus, you're going for a hunt, right? Yep. Okay. Survival check. Uh, how are you hunting? Uh, I am um, looking for um, kind of medium-sized game. So, like, you know, maybe a deer or, like, the wildebeest or something like that. Okay. Uh, give me Can a... Kay go, too? Yes. Kay's like, I saw, I saw them hunt. I, I mean, I probably suck at it, but I can try. Let's do it. Uh, give me perception checks to find something. To find, to find something. Uh, Eight. <laughs> Let's see. Where, I can't find perception on my sheet. Sorry. I don't remember. I got an eight. Okay. Uh, can I do a survival check? Oh, well, we're going to do, we're, we're doing sort of like a step-by-step skills thing. So you'll do perception first. Perception's at the very bottom of the skills section. Oh, oh, I see. I'm sorry. Thanks. Other skills. No worries. Okay. An eight and a nine. Um, so it's, <laughs> so it takes the two of you, cause you're like, 
like amped up, but also this is like entirely foreign territory and you're not even sure like what kind of animals you're looking for at first. Um, so it takes you like an hour plus to find something. Um, but you do see uh, a deer kind of a ways off eventually. Um, now I need you both to make, uh, well, I guess it depends. Are you going to try to stealth to get closer and melee it to death or? No, okay. We're going to shoot it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Canis was also, Canis was going to use his crossbow because. (laughs) What what permit do you have to get for fist fighting? (laughs) It's definitely illegal in in America. I mean, I mean, there are, people who have sprayed themselves with like deer pheromone and yeah, gotten into trouble like, that way what, there's, there's regular deer illegal. season there's muzzleloader season there's bow hunting season and then there's fist fighting season yeah wrestling <laughs> totally. season wrestling i mean people noodle for catfish oh, so. sh- yeah yeah i'm yeah. sure there were people around where i grew up that would have wrestled a deer um Okay, so if you're both going to shoot it, uh, then give me an attack roll each with your uh, uh, long-range weapons. Okay, so I got a 1D. I got a 20. A dirty 20, but I got a 20. Nice. Uh, I got a... Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot how the... Um... Um, so you can also use that character sheet to roll your weapon attacks. Again, if you go to the weapon, there should be a little dice symbol, and you just click on that, and it'll roll both your attack and your damage at the same time. Really oh, cool. okay. On the right-hand side. Yeah. I wish it was right. bigger. I wish it was bigger, Bigger too. button. Yeah. One big, obvious button. Yeah. But it is cool Click that it does that for you. There we go. <laughs> see. Great sword. Morning star. There You've got go. so many weapons to scroll through. <laughs> I mean, Crestbow. Uh, it's asking me to input a value. Um, yeah. So, so if you read the choices, it, it just just keep hitting like advance or submit or whatever. You, there are no modifiers to this right now. Okay. Yeah, the values are like, do you have a special condition or you Wait, know, do you have advantage right now or that something was, like that? That was just the damage one. Did you roll the attack one? No, I thought that. Okay. There's so multiple I... buttons. I don't know why, but yeah. oh yeah, sorry. I said it was on the right. It's in the middle-ish. Okay. Yeah, if you yeah. just do the... The fifth edition character sheets on Roll20 are so much better. Do the one on the left, because there's three buttons under crossbow, just do the one on the left. That does attack and damage. Oh, uh, no, hold on. The one on the left. Oh, wait, yeah, you did You did attacks with heavy crossbow, that's fine. So a uh, 13 and one one damage, yeah, that's fine. Um, so yeah, between the two of you, um, Kay's arrow hits it maybe a little more in the right space to do damage. Lucanus, you kind of shoot it in the butt. Um. <laughs> but I mean, it's a heavy crossbow, I mean, so... yeah. Um. <laughs> but between the two of you, you're able to bring down this deer. Yes. Cool. Whoop! Whoop! Whoop, whoop! Whoop! Okay. Um, so you're able to bring this thing back to camp and do something with it? Yep. Mm-hmm. We, asked, we asked Cedric to cook it because... He, he's a really good cook. And... Who shot it in the butt? Half of the meat is in the butt. Like, I, I you, this is all ruined now. I, I shot it in the right spot. Because I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional now. I just kill things. <laughs> that, that's, that's my job. And is it dead? Yeah, it's dead. I mean, I guess we could eat this rump roast. It just seems like it's, a, it's really bruised. There's a lot of blood here in the meat. 
it's just not going to be as you know as choice. I, well, I'm now sorry. Now we know man. Cedric is a butt guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did not see that coming. <laughs> um, do do I need to do a check for cooking venison over a fire? No, I think you can probably handle that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably safest not to. <laughs> All that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I roll a one and drop it all in the fire. <laughs> oh. So I'm gonna have that. Or is, is Cedric? Are you gonna uh, use anything to bait your traps you set up? Maybe we can wake up to some breakfast. It's a great idea. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna save some of the kidney fat and and smear it on my bait sticks. Sounds traps. great. Um, are you cooking this entire deer and eating all of it, or just like you know, are you doing anything with the rest of it? Because you know, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to preserve um, whatever we don't eat. Okay. Um. Well, so like, if you're saying you're trying to ma- make like jerky out of it, that's a multi-day process. Um. But you can like, like you can like salt it. Do you have a huge bag of salt with you? We don't have salt. I... The answer is no. No. <laughs> Um, I would let you, if you wanted to sort of like partition it up and, you know, cook it and pack it, you could have, you know, two extra days of rations kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Smoke it a little bit kind of. Yeah. 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 Like if you like basically left it over the fire for the night. Yeah. You could do that. You can also put, um, like a lot of spices on it because, um, we don't have any spices. We don't have spices. Well, like isn't Nadia foraging? (laughs) For berries. Well, and and I a, mean, and for a, whatever's around. Well, and again, are any she spices you, around? Like she's not very familiar with the plants that are out here. Oh, okay. I don't super know the area. Surprisingly, like, might taste good. Surprisingly, I didn't just give you a free knowledge of all the wilderness card. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying I, to go back figure to the jungle. Out. I got some stuff, but yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what we can do to. <laughs> Sorry. The chat is cracking me up. Sorry. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Wasn't Cedric's great aunt was a salt miner? We could just crowdsource Cedric's entire backstory. <laughs> as soon as we get to the part of the river that's not poisoned, we'll see if it's brackish and we'll, we'll try and distill out some salt. Like, we're just going to set up a whole factory here. I feel like this game went from being like D&D to like Minecraft or something. Y'all are just like, how many resources can we gather from the landscape? Which is fine. I love it. I mean, like... that's that's what you have to do. <laughs> um, like even, yeah. even Sun Tzu and the Art of War uh, uh, suggest doing exactly what we're doing now. That's true. Um, okay, so we have been playing for an hour and a half. Um, how about we take our bio break here and when we come back, we can deal with like doing the nighttime and watches and stuff like that and then go into the next day. Sound good? Yep. Marvelous. Thank 10 you. 10 minute alarm. All right, yep. 10 we're, minute alarm. We're, we're, we're promising that our break is gonna be, you know, on time and not, not super long anymore so that y'all don't get bored or miss us. Um, so we're gonna go on a bio break. Go use the restroom, get a beverage, take your meds, pet your dog, whatever, and we will be right back. Thanks, everyone. Oh, hey, here we are back again. We missed you. Um, I'm just looking at the chat to see if anything... um, Oh, yes, it is very close to the beginning of the semester, Sarah. You are right. Yeah, here we are back again. Um, Yeah, was there a consensus on talking about science right now, or are we good? 
Did you want to mention that thing about the arrows and venom? Sure. I thought it was Um, Thanks. (laughs) So if you missed in the beginning, I'm running a workshop about venoms and insects. And the sign up is below if you want to play games while learning about bugs. Anyway, because I was doing research for that, there's actually some Amazon people. um, You, it's a venom called Wurlai. And it, they, it's like used in poisoned arrows. And one of the constituents is a is bullet ant venom. So it causes a lot of pain. And then we're not exactly sure the mixture of the other, like what the other toxins are. We think they're alkaloids, which can cause paralysis. But it's like a double acting um, poison arrow where it is like both causing a lot of pain or whatever gets hit by it and also is... Um, and also has like the paralytic properties. So maybe that's what's in that arrow. We'll never know. Um, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Um, okay, so you've done this thing where you hunted and took a while cooking a deer. So it's pretty late at night. Um, and it is rather dark out tonight um, because it is a new moon. So there is no moon to speak of. Um, but that does, in fact, leave the sky open to you and... I don't know how many people in this cast, I think we might have talked about this before, have had the the privilege of being able to see the Milky Way in a truly dark place. But it is, like, I have trouble describing what it's like. And there are so few places left in our real IRL world um, where you can see the Milky Way where it's dark. Um, but I've seen it in two different places and it just blows me away every time. So yeah, up above you as you are finishing the last of your dear dinner um, you can just see this yeah. just incredible ceiling of stars above you. Which, by the way, you can see it almost anywhere in Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> the greenhouse facility um, where I do most of my work. Um, if you're out there late at night, you can actually see it. It's very faint, but it's definitely there. Nice. Um, and I... Oh, yeah? I. So we, we were talking about seeing the Milky Way. Does it look a certain way? Is there, uh, is there like a, like when we're looking up at the stars, like are we seeing like a galaxy edge on the way we see the Milky Way? What does it look like? Yeah, kind of. Um, okay. I'm, I'm not going to invent a whole new version of space for this game. <laughs> Name um, all the stars! <laughs> well, but, Why not? Come but, on, Cheryl. A <laughs> <but>, real DM. <laughs> but you do have some of your own constellations, right? And each of you, because of your own cultures, might call the constellations different things, right? Like, there are certainly some stars that are bigger or brighter, um, but, like, what Cedric calls them, like, they probably have to do a lot with, like, the mythology of dwarves and Moradin, whereas, like, Fletcher and Kay would call them something else, and Lucanus calls them yet a different thing, and so, like, you might spend some time comparing notes on what you call the constellations. Can can I have a science thing? Please do. <laughs> so Ecuador is amazing for lots of reasons, but another reason why it is so amazing is because we're on the equator, we can see both the southern and northern hemisphere constellations. So you can see both the Southern Cross and the Big Dipper, which is really cool. Amazing. That is super cool. I would like to see the Southern Constellations at some point. And yes, Peter, you're absolutely correct. Cedric uh, maybe hasn't seen stars before coming to Ardeth. He didn't spend a lot of time topside. Uh, yeah, so like the boat on the way over, like that was like being out in the middle of the ocean, just like staring at the stars was like, blue freaked his bean. 
<laughs> but the, um, the captain of your ship was also a dwarf, so maybe if you pestered him enough, which I'm sure Cedric could have. Um, <laughs> but I don't know why you would say that. It's very out of character for him. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. So um, like Cedric can point out like the hammer or something like that. You know, like like there's one very like ob- it's like the equivalent of like Orion's belt in the or the big Hemisphere, where you're yeah. like everyone could do this one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah so like and, that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so. Have have any of you been to the? Has any of you been to Australia or like that far in the southern hemisphere? Because in Australia it was cool. Did you see the clouds of Magellan? They're like you can see two other galaxies. The clouds of Magellan are like these two little I don't know like cloudy star things, and they're actually dwarf galaxies that you can see. Wow, super cool. No, I lived in Sydney, so so lots of light pollution. Oh yeah, we went. I saw like like, main constellations. We went out so to, cool. like, as close to the outback as you can get with 30 students in a 10-hour bus ride. Hmm. Um, and so uh, our professor, who was really awesome and, like, was all about that well-rounded education, dragged us all out in the middle of the night one night to, like, go stargazing and, like, pointed out all the different constellations. He brought a telescope and he talked to us about the clouds of Magellan. It was super cool. It's amazing. It's awesome. And if you get a decent enough telescope, you can actually, because part, I can't remember which part, but part of Orion is also um, not just single stars, but I think it's nebula. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can um, here in Wyoming. You can actually pay to take uh, star tours because, I mean, we're we're as rural oh, yeah, as the rural sky gets. Is super clear. Yeah. I mean, as I said, even even like within the Laramie city limits, you can you can see the Milky Way if you get to like a dark part of town. I wish my dad was here because he's like super into stars stuff, and he's even taking classes or took classes on how to use a sextant. Oh, that's so he so would cool. like know all of this that we're talking about. So I like wish he were just here because I'd be like, all right, we all like, I don't know what I'm talking about. You tell us. And he would be like star stuff. Um, but yeah, he when he comes to visit me, he like sends screenshots of, I don't know, his little sextant app. And then people, he like sends it to his little Facebook group and everyone tries to calculate where he is based on like the star position and the time of day. Anyway, next oh, special guest, oh Nancy's God. dad. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so fun. He would be, I don't, I don't know if he would play D&D. We can definitely try. He, he's, he's done lives with me before. Um, and then he had like more of a fan base than I did after like one live with me. And everyone was like, we don't want to see you anymore. We just want to see your dad. I'm like. Which by the way, I've met, actually. I've met Nancy's dad. He's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> There's a reason he has a fan base. My dad isn't here right now because he is sailing a tall ship. He's sailing the Mayflower, like the the reconstructed Mayflower, from its home in Connecticut up to, I think, Canada right now. So he's in the middle of the ocean right now in, like, 18th century or, like, 1600s garb, like, playing his little fife and, like, sailing this tall ship up to Canada. So, like, he (laughs) I couldn't even call him in. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um... <laughs> uh okay, so um you finish your dinner. Are you setting a watch for the evening? Yeah, Lucanus can go first. Okay. Uh who's going after Lucanus? Cedric. Okay, perfect. Um yeah, so we, Ooh, yeah. Or I was say, so our our coverage was ended up being just the like the brush around us, right? Basically, yeah. Okay. Um plus a kind of thing that Lucanus together that he wasn't super happy with but and then and did we know how how far away we think we are from what nadia saw 
we know. Um, yeah, you stopped because you said you didn't want to get too close. So I would say that you're probably like an hour out because like that gives you like you're you're pretty confident that, you know, if there's anyone there that like, you know, you're an hour out. So it would hopefully help obscure um, any smoke or any light, uh, especially because like, well, the fire um, might stick out more on a dark night like this, but the smoke would be harder to see. So you're, yeah, you're far enough away that you feel pretty confident you're not necessarily going to that be That was like, why spotted. I specifically look for a spot where we could right. have a little bit of obstructed yeah. view. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was just worried about potentially, like, we're scouting for things, but mm-hmm. there, those things could also be scouting for stuff like us. Right. So yep. it's like, mm-hmm. and a if, fire is a dead giveaway. Uh, yeah. Actually, before we all go to sleep, I'd like to do one more check, just kind of look in that direction and see if I see anything. Sure. Um, you have dark vision, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Perception? Lucanus is standing guard. Cool. Uh, thir- no. Oh, I just forgot math. Twelve. Sorry. Um, yeah, so you can still see, again, it's, it's dark, um, and you have dark vision to 60 feet, but, like, you know, these are obviously farther away than that. So you can still see these sort of amorphous dark shapes but like there isn't a whole lot of detail to be made out now that it's dark um but it's not like you notice any like obvious movement or anything um and lucanus you said you're going first uh so you have low light vision to 60 feet um are you leaving the campfire going or are you putting it out um that's a good question gotta smoke that meat (laughs) yeah we have to we have to preserve what meat we have so we got to keep it we got to keep it going okay um but if you're smoking it it's probably a fairly low flame right yeah okay yeah low and obscured because you want to sort of get this like keep the smoke in Mm -hmm. so (laughs) this group knows so much about food um (laughs) (laughs) um okay can you give me a perception check for your watch please yes how do i get out of this all right down to bar. Oh no, it's because I have the. Where's the? Ah, oh, there we go. Sorry, I'm still. It's okay. First time with a new character sheet. Oop. Oop. Let's see. Where's the? Where's the? Is it skills? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go to the skills tab, percentage gotcha. should be all the way okay. at the bottom. And. Okay. Sixteen. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so your watch passes pretty much without incident. Like, there are, um, you can hear small creatures, um, moving about in the grass, right? There's rustlings every once in a while, um, but nothing big comes near your camp. Um, at one point during the night, you do hear kind of, like, a small thud, um, not too far away, but it's not, it's not very loud, and it doesn't, like, nothing happens after the small thud. Um, so yeah. Are you doing anything on your watch, or just waking Cedric up when you're done? No, I'm maintaining my weapons, you know, sharpening everything, cleaning it, you know, that sort of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Uh, all right, so then it becomes Cedric's watch? Yes. Okay. Um, so. Lucanus sort of gives him a high five as. (laughs) That's mean. Change Um... of shift. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't. Cedric has to jump for it. Yeah. Not, I mean, just, or a low five, just a sort of, okay, like, yeah. affectionate hand slap. Affectionate hand slap. Okay. Um, Cedric, are you doing anything during your watch? I am putting so much effort into actually succeeding on my watch. I am 
so terrified of fucking up again. And just like sitting there, like white knuckled, just like looking around, just being like, I need to get the get my shit together. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check. Don't forget, you have a point of inspiration. Yeah. Um, like using inspiration on your perception check for your night watch is like just, the least interesting way to use I'm it. I'm just telling you, you have it yeah. since you seem very concerned. Well, and also, Lucanus is like that's always... a seventeen. Yeah, it is. 17. Okay. Um, yeah. So your uh, watch also seems to pass without incident. Again, you hear um, rustling in the grass, like small animals and things, um, but nothing large comes around your camp. Nothing strange happens. But everybody except Joe can turn off their headphones or take off their headphones for a moment. Okay. Uh, so, Lucanus, you go into your trance, and you go into your trance easily enough, um, but you start dreaming as sometimes happens and at first you're just surrounded by darkness and then suddenly it's not dark it is bright and there is just overwhelming noise around you the clanging of weapons shouting and growling and yelling and you can't necessarily see anything distinct but you just feel the edge of of battle the way it makes your whole body tense up and you can feel heat and like wet or damp on you um, and you're not sure if it's sweat or blood or maybe it's both and this just sort of happens for a moment and then all of a sudden it's gone ah all right let me know when everybody has their Mm -hmm. headphones on okay all right all right um so yeah Cedric the sun starts to rise um during your watch and then it is sort of fully up and the other members of your group slowly are waking up it's a new day ah! <laughs> surprise me uh is that is that how Lucanus wakes up Cedric is going to give him kind of a a sidelong glance make sure he's awake <laughs> then once he sees that he's awake it's going to be like yeah he's He's just sort of sitting up, confused and freaked out. That's why uh, Lucanus wakes up. That's why everyone else wakes up too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, w- without saying anything, uh, once Cedric sees that uh, Lucanus is up, and by default, everyone else is also up, he's going to go check his deadfall traps. Okay. Um, so you go and check your deadfall trap, <laughs> and the rock is on the ground. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I I lift it up. How do you lift it up? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that uh, sounds like a trick question. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts showering it with compliments and goes up <laughs> From the right side, I slowly rock it back. Okay, so you're like like. So you're standing and you're rocking it, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, some bugs crawl out from underneath. Um. That's all you see. No. <sighs> always roll rocks or logs towards you so that the things living underneath can escape in the opposite direction. Sorry, that was my fun little science tidbit. <laughs> well, wait. What if you well, don't I mean... want them to escape? You mean? <laughs> Did you want to eat the bugs? <laughs> no. I mean. It's food. Well, you don't want something trapped under a log or a rock to come towards you, is the point. Like, if you lifted it up, like, pushed it away from yourself, like, that would be bad. Yeah. Because, you know, 
a hurt or scared right a hurt or scared animal under something like that running towards you would not be a great time so yeah i mean i mean if it's hurt i'm i want it to run towards me so that i can then catch it and eat it all you saw were some bugs like some okay fair enough pill bugs sow bugs uh wood lice whatever you call them really crustaceans porcelio or armadillos that's a bit more than i know I'm an ecologist. Are they, no, are they, they all can't roll up into a ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they For invasive s- here like they are in North America? <sighs> Y'all are nerds. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that No, that was one of the things that like blew my mind about uh, non-insect taxonomy was Jeff telling us that um, like all of the terrestrial isopods that you see in North America are not native. Like what? the only yeah. native species. Yeah. So like every like roly poly, sow bug, smoker, whatever you call them. They come like, from Europe? Smoker. Never heard that yeah. before. Um, yeah. So like the only ones we have native here are like cave dwelling ones that you uh-huh. encounter regularly. Hmm. Um, and then the ones that are like semi-marine, I think. Yep. The dock roaches kind of thing. Hmm. Did not know that. Yep. Earthworms also. Well, don't we have some native earthworms, but, like, the ones that most people think about are invasive? Oh, yeah. Like, our native earthworms are actually really interesting. Like, we have one that gets up to, like, five feet long, just in, like, some random valley in Oregon. <laughs> or in Ecuador. Yeah. Oh, Ecuador. <laughs> Giant earthworms. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there's nothing, I mean, unless you want to try to catch and eat the bugs that are under the rock. Um, it doesn't appear, it, it appears as though it might have been a false trap trip. Which happens all the time for those of us who have done small mammal trapping before. Super frustrating. Um, yeah. yeah. So you did not catch anything super edible. One oh. more failure for Cedric. <laughs> oh, Sorry, poor baby. Yeah. Poor Cedric. Oh. We got. We do have. Uh, uh, we do have some smoked meat, though. You for do. Breakfast. Goes a long way to salving my broken heart. I mean, smoked meat is something that'll salve anybody's broken heart. <laughs> So I think we pack up camp. Okay. Yep. Yep. And? And head towards the mysterious dark blob things. Okay. How are you heading towards them? Very carefully. Okay. With our um, legs. What? With your legs? <laughs> With legs. I, I meant like, are you stealthing or are you just like, hi-ho, well, hi-ho? Canis has a segue. Uh, no, we're stealthing. Okay, yeah, stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Give me... The whole- <laughs> the whole team just has a V formation segue. Nope. Give me stealth checks then, please. Yeah, at, at this point, I feel like it would be we would purposely all be trying to like be stealthy and be watching out where we're going, simply because we still don't know what those shapes are, okay. like whether they're even living or not. Like we have no idea yet. Totally. Um. Then in that case, yeah, stealth checks and then also perception. Hey, I got uh, an eighteen on stealth. stealth. Nice. What was that, Nadia? Fifteen. 15? I got a 20 on stealth. Nice. Super stealthy. I got 18 on stealth, uh, 19 on perception. That perception check for me was 25. Wow. I got a uh, nat 20 stealth and a dirty 20 perception. Woo! Um, Wow. That deer really pepped everybody up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, yeah, so you all feel like you are moving like the breeze through the grass. Um, so you feel like you are pretty undetectable. Um, 
And as you move closer, um, they're backlit because you are facing east, and I did not change the direction mm. that the sun rises because I'm not about making this super complicated, right? Um, so they are they are backlit you. as you're as you're walking to the east. Um, but you start to recognize um, tents, uh, and these tents look not dissimilar to the Farun clan's tents. So they're you know made of similar materials and structured similarly. Um, but yeah, so you see, uh, tents, let me, far run, far, the far run clan camp was where you were with Barika. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, some more gnolls. Uh, you could surmise that. Or just gnoll tents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as you keep moving closer, uh, you see a rather large camp of tents arranged in two rows. Long, cold fire pits range down the center between the tents. There are a few puddles of leftover rain on the roofs of the tents. None of them seem to be secured or maintained in any way. Um, And the entire camp, as far as you can tell, is still and silent. Um, And these rows of tents, there's one kind of south and one kind of north. So, like, as you're approaching from the east, you're, like, approaching down the, you know, the line of the center, as it were. Okay. Hey, Kay, 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 do that whoop thing. Didn't you learn how to do that? Okay, so you whoop. Whoop! And nothing seems to happen. Whoop. (laughs) Boop, doop, doop. Maybe I did it wrong. I mean, I'm not not as big as Barika, nor as as like, like the whoop comes from like her and her, you know, but I'm like a lot smaller, so it's more like whoo. (laughs) Maybe it's not whoopy enough. Lucanus whoops. Whoop! Again, nothing happens. How close is this camp to the water? Um, it's maybe like, uh, like the the southern row of tents is maybe like a hundred yards from the water or a okay. hundred meters or whatever. Um, it's it's pretty close. Yeah, you might uh anticipate that like you know someone might have decided to set camp near the river because it's a source of water kind of thing. Yeah. Because again, there aren't there aren't a whole lot of sources of water out in these grasslands, or at least not that you've seen so far. Well, you guys want to check it out or head around? Yeah. It looks abandoned to me. Yeah, you big we... people should go first. I mean, we could always we could always look for food or weapons or move on. Um, I mean, it doesn't look like there's really anybody we should, here. We should check it out in case there's somebody hurt or something. Or. I mean, we should look through the tents if, if well, so Nadia, you said this, we're sort of at where the river begins to yeah. gain this, the the look that we're associating with the poison, uh, and there's an encampment here. There may be information in somewhere that we could salvage in some of these tents. Yeah. If people were here when yeah. this happened, uh, who knows what could be reported or left behind. Well, and I'm also I'm also with Fletcher. Just looking at it from a risk management perspective, uh, if these people had to leave in a hurry, there was probably a good reason for that. Whatever it is, we would probably notice. So, you know, poking around here might tell us what's next. Okay. Um. um so, oh, sorry, Peter. Were you gonna say something? I was just gonna say I'm gonna pull out my warhammer and I'm gonna start walking into the tent. Like, like I'm basically gonna like be like pushing aside like <laughs> what I assume are like the curtains and the doorways with my warhammer. Like, um. So you're going into a tent. Are you picking any tent in particular? Just the first one you come to? Yes, the first one I come to. Okay. Yeah. Lucanus. <laughs> Lucanus is sort of 
pacing and trying to stay like if anybody gets into trouble he's gonna he's staying within a radius where he's gonna be able to you know do the bodyguard thing he's on high alert are you like looking around the camp like looking for stuff or are you mostly just like sort of keeping an eye on your friends i am uh i'm standing guard okay so i'm 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 trusting everybody to do the to do the looting for me in this case because this is a situation that kind of puts me on high alert you know an abandoned camp you know the knolls aren't weak so if this is really a knoll camp uh uh, whatever went through here is probably you know high trouble so yeah okay um so lucanus is standing watch cedric went into the first tent he saw um we'll say you went into the first one on the right hand row so the the southern row closer to the river um Kay, Fletcher, Nadia, what you doing? Can I do sort uh, of a low pass over the tents and then kind of, if I don't see anything of note, I'll want to keep looking out toward the river. Okay, yeah, so you want to do like a, basically just like circle the camp and look? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Um, give me, uh, give me a perception check as you fly around. Aha. Aha. Um... 13 or 23 sorry oh gosh 13 23 um okay yeah so you don't find much to remark upon around this camp there are the tents fire pits some piles of firewood uh a few broken weapons or tools some odds and ends and junk you know stuff you find scattered around a camp um but you also notice um something odd between two of the tents and you sort of hover down quite a bit lower to get a good look at it and you realize it's a tangle of bones um, it appears to be the remains of maybe a few skeletons, sort of, you know, maybe they had been sort of like the bodies had been stacked next to or on top of one another. Um, and the bones seem to be picked mostly clean of flesh. Hey, if anybody sees a morning star, would you grab it for me? <laughs> um, uh, go, go ahead. Uh, are, can Kay, like, see Nadia like kind of hover a little bit closer to that and also decide to go look at it sure. is it is it human bones um yeah are they bones? recognizable um they uh give me um you can do a heal check or a knowledge nature check great i think i have zero on both of those <laughs> heal check it sounds like it's already too late for that <laughs> Unless we want to use that. Well, come on, D20. You care (laughs) Uh, so much. That's a 23 on knowledge nature. Perfect. I got a five. Okay. Um, So, yeah, Nadia, the closer you look at them, like, oh, those teeth um, and sort of the elongated snout are unmistakable. Yeah, these are humanoid skeletons. They look like null skeletons. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Fletcher, were you doing anything? Um, Yeah, I think uh, probably walking sort of down how how long are the rows of, of the tents like there's two rows and each is like how long yeah each um so there's like f- there's about five tents in each row and they're sort of set mostly like you know sort of in pairs um there's maybe like five or ten feet between each tent so you know like probably 70 80 feet long kind of thing you know so so given so i'd probably walk uh, at least, you know, a little bit into the rows, um, seeing that it sa- sounds like they're, you know, quite a bit long. Um, and just given what happened with the other Knoll encampment, um, I'm going to cast Detect Magic um, and kind of be like walking past the tents and, you know, turning with this 
it's a 60 foot long cone um so that i can go like kind of look th through the tents magically while everyone is looking through them physically um and, and and especially trying to pay attention if i detect uh if i come across anything else that feels like necromantic that could <laughs> potentially be related to you know what had just happened yeah um okay so uh what what does it give you first um First, it's it's presence, absence of magical auras. Okay. Um, any anywhere I detect, um, and and then the uh, the number of different magical auras and the power of the most potent auras. Um, so it's just presence, absence, like whether I detect anything at first. Okay. Um. So among all of the tents, um, you notice uh, three different auras. They're not all like in the same place, but you do notice yeah. three auras. Yeah. Um, okay. How, how do you want to handle the other like rounds of it? If nothing yeah. happens, I think I would still continue looking for it, and I can do it. Um, I can do it for three minutes in total right now. Um, okay. Fully um, concentrating on this since we're not in battle. Yep. Uh, I'm looking them up so that I make sure I give you the correct information. Um, okay. So all three of them are faint auras. Uh, two of them are, uh, yes, that's correct. Two of them are conjuration and one of them is transmutation. Okay. <laughs> what are you getting so excited about over there? <laughs> like mustache twirling tension. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm just giving the chat something to talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, apparently uh, ruining Veronica's opinion of mustaches. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. Um, do can am I able to to determine location of of these uh, as I walk, or is there enough time to do like one location? Um, yeah. So they. So so the. I think the first step gives it to you. So yeah, they they are sort of scattered amongst the tents. There's one in each of like one one of these things is in each of three of the. There are eleven tents. Okay, so so I I know which tents they're in. Correct. Okay. Um, then, well, they'd all be in my line of sight, but given that I mean it, it's only three minutes long, I'll probably just go to just the nearest one, and that's probably what I have time um, to to find and do the spellcraft check mm -hmm. to deter to determine more about it, um, and that and that's where I have to I actually have to do uh, a DC roll. Oh, oh, that's the one where it gives you the schools, right? That's yeah, that's oh, the school. Well, of I magic. gave it to you for free. Oh well. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Well, then that's all three then. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So that that's what I'm doing, going up and down the tents. Um, cool. And probably when I when I find where they are, um, I'm I'm probably going in and trying to find what the items are at first. Um, I know everyone like everyone else is going through other tents, um, mm -hmm. looking for like in general, and I'm I'm focusing on just those those uh items with auras totally um okay so you are going into a tent to look for an item yeah okay so you go into the closest tent that has an item in it um and as your eyes adjust to the interior so you're actually looking into a tent i'm sorry cedric i didn't actually let you look so as your eyes adjust to the interior um can you give me a, a perception check to see what you see inside your tent and then I'll come yes. back to Fletcher. Um, just trying to figure out. Yes, um, on the character sheet, that's an eleven. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you see the inside of this tent. 
might have been occupied by two, maybe three people. Um, there's bedroll, you know, jumble of sort of like cloths, um, might be partially clothing or blankets, um, you know, just sort of various domestic sundries, nothing especially interesting in there. Uh, Fletcher, can you also give me a perception check for your, um, for your tent that you're looking to do? An 18. An 18. Okay, yeah, so as you step inside, again, like, uh, Bedroll, blankets, um, various sundries. Um, but as you are sort of ducking your head in and starting to look around. Um, oh, uh, I'm going to bet a 20 hits your flat-footed armor class. He's a wizard. Of course he does. I was muted, but I made like the loudest snort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he has a darkwood shield. Oh, I missed everything He's because also... my internet was screwing up. Oh, no! I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> he has a dark wood shield, but I don't think Fletcher's actually proficient with shields. I mean, it's What's all your just It was given to me. It was just given to me. Right, so but I you're not it, you're not but... wielding it because... No, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm oh, sorry. What I said was, I bet a 20 hits your flat-footed armor class. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I audibly snorted, except it wasn't audible because I was muted. Okay. Oh, like... only audible to you. <laughs> so... Something comes out of the darkness. It must have been sort of against the side of the tent, like as you came through the flap and so you didn't see it. Something comes up behind you and sinks its teeth into like the spot where your neck becomes your shoulder. Oh. Um, you take uh, oh. four points of bite damage and I need you to make a fortitude save. That's no. Fun. 16. 16. Okay. Um, so it bites you. And I'm assuming you probably make a noise, um, but it's just a bite right now. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely yell. Now. All like, right, you yell. <laughs> audibly yell. I'm going to say right. that you probably yell loud enough for your friends to hear you, um, which means that you can be on roll 20 if you haven't already, um, and also roll initiative, please. Man, going into this, I was like, there's no way we're going to get into combat again tonight. Oh. <laughs> Why would you think that? <laughs> bad, 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 bad. bad. You cursed us just by thinking about it. <laughs> um, I got a nine. Okay, uh, so did anybody... We, in, when we started, we had so many weeks that we went without it. Yeah. Um, yeah where is... But you were just knocking around town. Yeah. Where is... <laughs> you can where find, is, uh, yeah, uh, uh, find Initiative where is will be initiative? on the first page, Joe. Is that... Uh, stats? Like the first tab. Um, like, yeah, yeah under stats, stats. It's like in the center, like second, like right under HP. Yeah. It says it in all caps, initiative. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, anybody have an initiative greater than 20? I think I just rolled. Um, so for initiative in roll 20, I oh. What? I got an error for that. Yeah, oh. I did too. Okay, then, yeah. then just roll a d20 and we'll add it. That's weird. Okay. We know that your initiative is plus two, so that's fine. Okay, that's a 15. All right, so 15. So did anybody get greater than 20? No? Okay, 15 to 20. 17. 17. Uh, who has, uh, what's your dex modifier, each of you? Uh, one. one. Zero. Zero. Okay, so Cedric was 17, and then Nadia was 17. Um, uh, Lucanus, you have a 15. Anybody else? 15 yep. to 20? No? Okay. Uh, 10 to 15. <laughs> Sad faces all around. <laughs> um, oh, no. Okay. Uh, 5 to 10? I got a 9. I got a 9. And, uh, Fletcher? 
Seven. Seven. Okay. <laughs> Not too shabby. Uh, so Cedric, you are. Uh, you can see yourself, right? You're in the first tent there on the yeah. southern side, and you hear a yell of what sounds like Fletcher from a tent on the opposite row from you. Um, and you're up first. Okay. Um, I am going to uh to dash out of the tent. Okay. Um, let's see how far. Um, I, I want to run basically in the in the direction that I heard Cedric or uh, Fletcher yell All right. from. So you're going to be going kind so, of diagonal to the right of where your tent is. Yeah, and across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, so I can get to his like basically the the front door of the tent that he's in. Yep. Um. Uh. And can I? Um. So my. Sp- oh. Whoa. Hold up. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, uh, apparently I thought my speed was further than it is. Oh, yeah, I it's can't not get there. It's <laughs> yeah. not 30, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 20, 20. So yeah, so I get to like I'm like shoulder to shoulder with Lucanus uh, about 10 feet from the front okay. of the tent. Um you can um, run okay. farther and just spend your whole turn running if you want to get there or you can stop here. Um I think I'm actually going to um hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to dash into the tent. Okay. Um, so you dash into the tent, and we will get to what you see in a moment. Okay. Um, Nadia. Uh, I can just run past, or fly, uh, basically, from where I was between the two middle tents and back over to that tent. Yep. Um, and... It's nice to have a fly speed. <laughs> uh, how... Like, he's in the tent. Like, I can't see him outside, right? He is in the tent, yeah. So you heard the sound, the yell, um, but you don't immediately see them. Yeah. Okay. Um, Then I guess I'll, uh, man. (laughs) I'll, yeah, I'll pull open the flap, kind of. Just, like, I don't necessarily want to get in the mix. Okay. Um, So are you doing anything? Or are you just looking? Uh... I mean, it'll depend on what I can see. Okay. So, um, yeah. So you pull open the flap, and now I have to change layers to make the thing appear. Um, oh god, there it is. Um, so you pull open the flap, and inside, yeah, you can (laughs) see this sort of like lanky humanoid creature with kind of purpley gray skin and really really sharp like like to a point teeth and a big long like snake kind of tongue falling out of its mouth and it's got its hands it, it like it just reared back from grabbing Fletcher and biting him on the shoulder okay so he's so he still has a hands on Fletcher well not to the point where Fletcher's grappled but yes for flavor he's like Argh. okay uh it was then, the flavor uh, yeah, I think- <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> What flavor is Fletcher? I, I would like to try to pull Fletcher out of the tent if I can. Um, that is the action I would like to take. How much movement did you use already? Or oh, you, uh, oh, you want to do that like for your five action? Feet left. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that for your action. Um, you're going to be moving pretty slow though, so I'll say you can probably pull him ten feet out, but it's not going to be super far. Yeah. Okay. Especially because you're very small compared to him, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if I can't get him to move, I want to at least kind of get some separation. Totally. Just kind of. Well, that, but is so that going to make it 
like an attack of opportunity no. on me because she's moving me. No, <laughs> if you are if you are being forced away, that does not create an attack of opportunity. Okay. Yeah, it's only if you so like if a spell or an effect pushes you or someone drags you, that does not cause an attack of opportunity. Oh, it's only when you time. choose to move. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, was awesome. that thing anything like anything I've seen before? No. I'm assuming not. No. Yeah. It looks cool. freaky. <laughs> Very not good. Um, okay, that was Nadia. Uh, Lucanus, you heard Fletcher yell basically immediately after you watched him walk into this tent in front of you, and then you saw Cedric and Nadia just, like, hoof it over here. Do I have a good shot through the through the tent? Uh, there are... Oh, well, here, we should move the two of them um, so you guys could make it back to here. Um, so you might have to maneuver yourself a little bit, um, and the, the tent flap flapped closed as Nadia dragged Fletcher out. Unless, Cedric, are you still holding your half open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still, like, I, because I just, like, made it into the tent and just, like, okay. opened it up yeah. and, like, didn't do anything. Um, so Cedric is kind I just of... saw the, the just... token for the first time. It's yeah. a very creepy little golem thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, so, yeah, uh, Lucanus, you can sort of see around Cedric, but he's kind of in the doorway flap of this tent. Okay, but I can't see enough to use my crossbow. Uh, probably not. It's also... Okay. Yeah. All right, so I am going to... Let's see. I'm going to head into the tent, and I don't got rage quite yet. Okay. So I am going to just sort of do an unrage swing with the, um, with the great sword, mostly like... I don't know. You know how a shark just kind of bites something with their teeth? Oh, to like investigate. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just sort of like the only thing that I know is that like <laughs> my my colleagues have been attacked, so yeah. I am just sort of swinging almost out of reflex, really. Mm. If I can find, if I can find my weapons. Where are they again? Uh, ah, there we go. Yeah. Well, under weapons. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. So, let's see. Uh, which one is it? Hmm? Uh, if you one? use the, the D20 all the way on the left under that weapon, that'll work. Oh, okay. <laughs> Y'all are being real weird in the chat. <laughs> Get on the chat, they said. Okay, we said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> So that's so that's a uh, a thirteen, and then oh, I don't attack without uh, rage, and then that's plus two, so fifteen. Uh, no, I'm not sure why you no that that thirteen was from earlier. This is it says you attacked with a great sword, you hit with a seven, and you would have done eight damage, except seven does not hit its armor class. So that that's how you read that roll. Oh, okay. See so, yeah, how it says Lucanus attacks with a great sword, and then it says hitting AC seven, but this thing's AC is higher than seven. Um, oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Yep. I thought that its AC was seven. No, it's okay. Um, so no, I don't have the stats for all these creatures in here. Um, so yeah, you run up and sort of, you know, excuse me, excuse me, around Cedric to get into the the doorway flap of this tent, and like as you're seeing the thing kind of like go to swing with your sword, um, but it is uh, like I said, it's very lithe and lanky, and it just sort of like <sighs> and like moves out of the way because like you know you you came pounding up, so it had plenty of time to prep for you to swing at it. Um, so that was. 
Lucanus. Can I use my free move to just sort of push Cedric away, like uh, with one hand? Moving another character would be an action. You've already used your action to attack, so. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now it is its turn. Um. So. Uh, Lucanus, high low. Uh oh. <laughs> uh. Let's do high. Okay. Uh, that is a nine. So it's going after Cedric. Oh god. No, yes. Cedric. Yes, it's going after Cedric. Uh, that's an 11. Nope. <laughs> I laugh at your attack. That's an 8. Nope. <laughs> and that is an 18. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, three attacks. Three? For a full round mm. attack, yeah. A bite and two oh. claws. So it tries to bite you and you duck... It swings its first claw at you, and you scoot to the side, but you scoot kind of right into where the second claw is reaching out and smacking you, where you get uh, three points of claw damage, and I need you to make a fortitude save. 17. Okay. Um, Nothing else happens. Uh, That was that. And then... Um, K, out into the sunlight... Running right at you, you see oh, fuck. <laughs> a long, lanky creature with super sharp teeth and a crazy-looking tongue sticking out of its mouth and this purple-gray skin, and it just runs right up to you. <sighs> uh, I swing at it. Sickle in my hand. Well, it is your turn. And and scream. Yeah. I do both. I scream first, and then I'm like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is your turn. Um... Yeah, so I guess, uh, well, that changed plans slightly. All right, cool. I was prepared to do something else. Uh, what? How do I have the same piece of the sheet up twice? Hold on, sorry. Excuse oh, me. That's okay. Um, sorry, I forgot uh, also while you're looking. Um, so, uh, whoops, crap. Uh, Nadia and Fletcher, oh another one of these creatures, runs from the tent immediately opposite of the one where you discovered the first creature. Um, and it runs right up to you guys. <sighs> okay. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank yeah, that, you. Does, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Was, uh, that was probably uh, Fletcher, too. I feel like Fletcher's <laughs> like, I got pulled out of the tent and turns around and then sees another one and he's just like, no. You've never, you've never done <laughs> that like when... You've never done that when an instructor hands you a final, like. Oh, <laughs> that felt very much like the meme, the the newest meme out of that interview that everybody probably knows what I'm talking about. Oh. Looking at the paper and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Kay. So yeah, this thing ran right up to you. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna like scream and then slash it with the. Do that with this sickle. Actually, no. I think I'm gonna like, plus one. Sh- I'm gonna shank it with the dagger. Yeah. Because maybe I can crit. I don't know. Shank well, I'll go it with your dagger. That uh, there was absolutely no shanking that happened. No. <laughs> I got a five. Oh, nope. Uh, um, oh. So you sort of like it runs right up to you, and you were like you were looking at the skeleton, so you're kind of like ah, like juggling, ah! yeah, like juggling your I, dagger. Like, <laughs> can I like run away? Uh, you can. Uh, I'm gonna run the fuck away. Um, so yeah, I turn around and I see that the another one of these like monster things has come out at Fletcher, and I'm like, and then wait, but if I run away, I get a, I get a, 
it, it, it can attack me, right? Me. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> I think we broke Nancy, I, y'all. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I was feeling very adventurous until this thing just came out. And now I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I'm going to light my lantern, but I gave it to Fletcher. Yeah. He has it. Fair fair enough. I wouldn't feel very much like adventuring if one of these came up to me either. Uh, Okay, he's just going to take a step back, I think. (laughs) One step back. Okay. You can do that without provoking an attack of opportunity, so that's fine. Uh, And, and? yeah, she's going to just, like... (laughs) Pointer, pointy thing at it. Like, ah! Okay. A po- pointer, pointy thing at it. Um, uh, Fletcher, it looks like you might have already stepped back away from this thing. Is that right? Or, oh um, no, did I just... I, well, no, I just turned. Oh, okay, yeah. Because like, she pulled me out and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's up in your face. A different one. Okay. Um. Well, I, I do a, a, a single step, mm-hmm. not... Um, single step away from it uh, a bit and just uh, having just been uh, bitten by another one and and surprised when I was very excited about trying to find some more magical (laughs) things um, I think I immediately just uh, hold up my hand and try to cast a scorching ray at it all Um, right do that more stab oh thanks who would you like to give a boost to Oh, was that supposed to be to uh, K? I'm not sure. Um, let me know who you wanted to give the boost to. K, yeah. Oh, K, okay, yeah. Thanks, thank you. Um, I'm okay. the favorite. <laughs> that was my favorite, but I'm the right. favorite. Thank you, Xander. Um, okay, yeah, thanks for the bits. Um, so, K, that means that you'll get to uh, roll with advantage sometime during this combat, which I will explain to you. Um, okay, so, Fletcher, you're doing Scorching Ray on this yes. thing? Um, is yeah, that I take a... take a step back um, and raise my hand to try to cast a scorching ray. Then, like in reaction to this thing starting to run out, um, it is a it is a ranged touch attack. Okay, um, and that comes out to a dirty twenty. Wow! Yeah, that definitely hits. Nice. So I get to deal four d six fire damage. Wow! Yeah. To that nasty crusty mummy thing <laughs> that's a lot of damage 13 <laughs> what was that 13 13 holy smokes folks fletcher just like like spins around and takes a step back and throws up his hand so instinctually and just completely immolates this thing it just goes up in flames Ooh. and turns to ash <laughs> like holy smokes um just one shot's it he take a step back he just do like a finger shot. gun, like yeah. scorching ray at it, burst into flames, and I just and I just again go, no. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> so good. Okay, it is. It's dead. That was fast. Um, you one shotted it. Congratulations. <laughs> Woo! <That's> good. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, that happened. Uh... <laughs> do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maybe when I'm at a higher level, I can do it again. Yeah. Oh, is that your highest spell slot? Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, with that um, much damage? Yeah, no kidding. Level um, three, right? 
No, not yeah. even. Oh, yeah, nice. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so, so then, that, yeah. Yeah, so that was Fletcher's turn. Uh, so we're back to the top of the round with Cedric. Um, you and Lucanus are kind of both in the doorway flap of this tent with the original creature, <laughs> the one that bit Fletcher um, there in front of you with its tongue out. <sighs> I'm not getting All tired right. of making that face, by the way. <laughs> uh, so, I'm not uh, getting tired of watching it. <laughs> uh, Cedric is uh, is holding his warhammer and looks at the creature. Um, well, actually, can I tell? Is this creature undead? Give me a knowledge religion check. Uh, Qui Gon Bowers. There are currently uh, well, <laughs> one just got destroyed, so there are currently two enemies. <laughs> That's a twenty-three. A twenty-three. Um, yeah. These things seem pretty undead to you. Uh, the purple-gray skin, the teeth, the the biting. Like, they look humanoid, but obviously bit your friend. So, yeah, you could you could estimate that they're undead. Yeah. So, like, there's a, there's a split second where Cedric is considering casting undead again. And he thinks back to what Nadia said about, like, learning to trust your friends. Uh, and uh, he's, like, takes one hand off of his Warhammer and he just, like, daps Lucanus on the shoulder. He's like, you got this, buddy. And he's going to cast Bless on the whole Aww. party. So uh, everybody's got um, a plus one to attack rolls. That's a good range for everyone? Yeah, 50 feet. 50 feet. Uh, does 50 a, feet. Does a 14 hit your armor class, Mr. I'm casting in combat? Uh, yeah, no, it does not. Yeah, no. Okay, cool. Um, alright, so Cedric cast Bless on everyone. Um, Nadia, you just pulled Fletcher out of the tent, and then he absolutely destroyed the creature that came out after you guys. Um, so its pile of ashes is next to where you're hovering in the air. Yeah, I was totally getting ready to to hit that guy, and then (laughs) Fletcher just, like, made it go away. So I'm gonna go... Uh, I'm gonna go uh, zip over and uh, slash at the guy that's messing with Kay, who's not paying attention to me. So smart. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hit him real hard. Do that. Uh, two claws. Two claws. Two claws. Let's do this. Um. Oh wow. Um. <laughs> one is an eleven, and one is a seventeen. Uh, seventeen hits. Rolls all right. All right. righty. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Um, yeah, it's just three. Just three, okay. Yeah, so you claw at it, and it sort of whips its head around to look at you. (sighs) Um. I back. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you do. (laughs) You. Um, okay, Lucanus. What you got? So Lucanus just sort of realizes what's happening, and... He uh, uh, goes into the rage mode. Okay. So, um, and he's gonna attack the uh, uh, guy in um, the guy in front of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so, he's just gonna roll the d twenty. Uh, could you do it with the weapon thing from your uh, character sheet? That way, we don't mess up the oh. numbers. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, the rage one isn't working. Right. Well, I I know what to add for your rage, um, but it'll just make it easier. That it brings us most okay. of the way there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, one on the far left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not flanking. Uh. Yeah, you, you shouldn't add any of those things. 
Um, okay. A 13. Okay. Um, and with your rage, that'll be a plus two to 15. That hits. You do 10 damage to the one right in front of you. So you swing with your sword this time. And it was sort of distracted because it had tried to attack Cedric when he cast that spell. So it doesn't see the sword coming. And you clock it real good in the side of the head. It looks... I mean, it already looked awful when it was <laughs> fresh. Um, but now it looks a whole different kind of awful. Um. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, for my free action, I'm just going to yell at Nadia. How many? You can respond. Uh, there's just two now, right? Uh, yeah. The, you, you see the one in front of you, and you know there's the one in the tent. Yeah. yeah. One more out here. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that makes it their turn. Um, so first, <laughs> the one um, here in front of... Uh, who did I give the high-low to last time? Was that... Uh, me. Okay. Cedric, high or low? Hi. Uh, that's a 16. Um, so it is gonna attack you. Uh. <laughs> that face. Oh. <laughs> oh. Finally. Rolling, oh. Face. rolling to confirm. Confirmed. <laughs> so it goes to try to bite you. And Lucanus clocked it so good on its head that it kind of gets all, like, tangled up in the tent flap. And that was its, <gasps> its first attack. It was trying to come at you with its bite, but, like, it just gets so tangled up in the tent flap, flap that it's not able to take the rest of its attacks because it's just, yes! like, like, trying to get itself untangled. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> You're amazing. Nadia, um, this one is going to turn and grab at you. That does not hit, absolutely. Um, so it misses with its <laughs> bites. Um, that is a... Oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. This is what I get for never using the same enemies twice. Um, a 12 probably mm-hmm. doesn't hit. <laughs> nope. Nope. And with its second claw, that's an 18. That does hit. That does hit. Okay, so that'll be... Da, 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 da. Um, that will be two points of damage. Um, with its claws, it strikes out and sort of catches, you know, like part of your foot. Um, where you're hovering there in the air. Um, and I need you to make a fortitude save. Okay. Let's just roll plus that bonus. Oh, 11. 11. Um, okay. So, oh no. (laughs) Um, so luckily for you, you're not very high in the air, um, because it hits you with its claw. And even though it's just a little pinprick with its claw in your foot, all of a sudden your whole body seizes up. Including your wings. Oh, God. And you hit the ground. And you All right. will be paralyzed mm-hmm. for three rounds. Oh. Do you want to keep track of that or shall I? Yeah, I'll keep that. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you will be paralyzed for three rounds. Uh, that was fun. Um... <laughs> Certain <laughs> definitions of fun. <laughs> um, okay, that was their turn. Uh, Kay. So, yeah, you took a step back from this thing after sort of fumbling to get your dagger out, and then you saw Nadia come up behind it and claw at it, and then immediately just, like, like seize up and hit the ground in front of you. I'm assuming she's paralyzed, <laughs> that if I take a step forward, I would not be flanking it. Yeah, it, she's not threatening <laughs> it right now, yeah. <laughs> well, it is time to run the fuck away. <laughs> Sorry, Nadia. <laughs> Um, on the side of the tent, it's, like, taking up that little bit of a square. If I, like, squeeze past that, do I incur an attack of opportunity? 
Uh, are, which way are you, you're trying to go south past it? Yeah, like if I were to like try yeah. and get past, okay. So basically, the the eight squares immediately surrounding it are threatened by it. So if you move into and then out of any of those, it'll incur an attack of opportunity. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm now going to uh, plan <laughs> go slightly better. So, you, so you just like you see Nadia go down and you just literally do a 180 and run the other direction. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I don't want to get paralyzed. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Now I feel bad. I feel ugh. Well, uh, I had a plan. Okay. <laughs> um. I. All right. Well. Okay. Okay. Is still gonna take a couple step back. Hold on. Let me zoom the map out. Oh, I can take many more steps back. Yeah, Look, lots of steps. a healthy sense of self-preservation is not necessarily a bad instinct. Totally. It's very yeah. rogy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a rogue. All right, perfect. I'm going to... Yes. I'm just going to, like, swoop, get make as much distance between <laughs> us as possible. Okay. And just <laughs> run as far as I can. Um, and then pull out my... The shooty shoot thing and shoot it. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> the shooty So shooting. she's she's sort of like doing the John Woo dive back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I had to put the dagger away and not yeah. to like get my bow out in the quiver while I'm trying to like run backwards and presumably not trip. Um, so now you have so many options of things to shoot out, out of your bow. What are you shooting it with? <laughs> uh... uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> the red one okay because maybe it'll distract it if nothing else <laughs> all right i load the shooty shoot with the screaming red thing <laughs> all right let's go all right let's do this uh, well, uh a nine a nine plus uh, that's Plus one. Plus one from bless plus one from the fact that it's a magical arrow that brings it to 11 that is not enough so it goes ah! <laughs> hits the ground kind of next to where nadia is <laughs> we 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 all the way home <laughs> oh i love these arrows so much um <laughs> you got one left um okay so that was case K- turn <laughs> Fletcher, you hear the scream of another one of those red arrows kind of off. Oh, wait, that boost? Can I boost? What? Oh, yeah, Xander gave her a boost. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, so roll your d20 again. Yay, boost! (laughs) Come on! Come on, come on. Was it not? It was 10 this time. Oh, so that would make it a 12, which still doesn't hit. Sorry. No! Sorry. Boo! We're but, all just rolling really bad. Thank you for the boost, Xander. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, Veronica. A screaming arrow. So it's it's bright red, and as Kay looses the string of her bow and sends the arrow flying through the air, it lets out the, the arrow itself lets out this blood curdling scream, um, which does not seem to do anything um, to the creatures. Um, the party has now heard this for the second time. Um, but yeah, the arrow lands in the grass, kind of next to Nadia, and just kind of thwing. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, did you, you also gave Peter a boost? Okay, sorry, I didn't see, um, I refreshed the chat and I didn't see that with the bits, but thank you, Xander. 
Uh, or, oh, thank you, Qui-Gon Bauer. Sorry, I don't even know what I'm reading anymore. Um, thank you for the bits. Uh, okay, so that was Kay. Yeah, Fletcher, you hear that scream off to your left? Um, and you can see, uh, if you look to your left where you heard the sound, there is another one of these creatures, and it appears to have just hurt Nadia, and she is on the ground. Um, okay, then I... I'm knowing to my other side are are two very capable warriors with one of these things still like trapped in a tent. I'm not really concerned about that. Um, so I move over uh, closer towards Nadia, um, seeing that she's in trouble and the sound of the arrow definitely got my attention. Uh, and I try to cast a ray of frost on this other gross golem looking thing. Nice. All right. Is that another touch attack? It is. Cool. And now I have Bless, which will give me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Peter, you have advantage written in your notes because I gave you advantage. So technically uh, you have two. One from people spending bits and one from me giving it to you. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to turn so many undead next turn, y'all. Okay. Uh, Fletcher, <laughs> what'd you get on your uh, Ray of Frost? 13 That's enough. Total. Oh. Yeah, they don't have a very high AC and their touch okay. is pretty low. Yeah. I mean, it's also not that much damage, so it's not that big of a deal, but <laughs> three cold damage. Three cold damage, yeah. So again, that little bead of pale bluish-white light that sort of makes a little bit of fog as it uh, condenses the air around, the, the moisture in the air around as it, it zooms towards the creature. Um, three, uh, three damage. Whoops, I wrote down three instead of subtracting three, because I'm not great at math. Um, but yeah, it hits the thing in the shoulder, and it kind of... <sighs> again and looks towards you um okay that was fletcher uh we're back up to the top with cedric uh this thing is tangled in the tent flap in front of you and lucanus not it's not doing great right now <laughs> so now that i've given my friends the boost i want to turn undead okay let's do it um okay so i'm 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 I was so up to date on the the turn undead mechanics last time, um, so it's a D twenty plus my charisma modifier. Is that right? Yep, D twenty plus charisma modifier. It's a twelve. 12. Um, that will let you um, uh, turn undead with uh, the most powerful undead you can turn have a maximum hit dice of your level, which would be three hit dice. Okay. Um, next. Uh, you roll on, wait, yep, mm-hmm. uh, roll 2d6 plus your cleric level plus your charisma modifier from four turning damage. Okay, 2d6 plus three plus my charisma, so plus cleric level plus charisma modifier. Correct. Okay, so. This is so exciting. It's an 11 only. An 11, Okay. Um, so that is how many hit dice of undead you can turn. Turned undead flee from you by the best and fastest means available to them. They flee for <laughs> one minute, which is ten rounds. Jeez. If they cannot flee, they cower, giving any attack rolls against them a plus two bonus. Um, if you approach within ten feet of them, however, they, be they overcome being turned and act normally. Uh, you can stand within ten feet without breaking the turning effect. You just can't approach them. You can attack them with ranged attacks from at least 10 feet away, and others can attack them in any fashion. Um, if you have twice as many levels or more as the undead have hit dice, you destroy any that you would normally turn. 
Um, that is not the case, but you can make some of them run away. <clears throat> um, and so it was 11? Uh, yes. Okay, um, so they will do that on their turn. Nice! He did the thing, guys! He turned undead! Thank you. Yay! 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 You're, you're a real cleric now. <laughs> I'm a real cleric. <sighs> I'm still not as cool as Fletcher literally lighting that thing on fire in one hit. No, yeah. no. And that's still not as cool as Fletcher, like, killing that guy with his with staff. With a stick. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finishing that combat with the Ambrosia Beetles. Like, that was... The best combat move we've that had so far. That was so perfect. So that was a natural 20, right? Yeah. yeah. Just a... Yeah. Natural yeah. 20 against an enemy with one hit point left. Nice. Um, yeah, so for the... Nancy asked the question, but it's good to, to let everybody know. Um, so the thing at the bottom of the Twitch screen where you can basically earn points for watching our stream, um, you can use those points to purchase things, as it were. Um, and so, like, if you click on the give me a boost, there are some options. And I made some custom options for you to spend viewer points on. So you can, in fact, give the players uh, um, advantage and stuff with those boosts. Um, can I give myself boosts? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't know if that's fair. Because basically you earn the points just by watching for a certain amount of time. So, like, if you're in the chat watching, I don't know if that's fair. Uh, audience, non-player audience, you can tell us whether or not you think that's fair. Um, all right, so Cedric, you have started the process of turning some undead. Uh, Nadia, you're paralyzed, so that's good. Um, that's that's what I'm doing. Yep. Uh, Lucanus, there's still this thing in front of you. All right, tangled well, up in the tent flap. He's the thing's tangled up in the tent flap, <laughs> and Cedric just cast something. So you know he. I have a, you know, I fought alongside Cedric for a while, and I have pretty good faith in his combat abilities, so I just pat him on the shoulder, and I'm like, you got this, buddy. You got this. And I turn? Why isn't it letting me turn? Anyways, I'm gonna head over here. Okay. And attack this guy or gal. I don't know how they identify. I'm so. gonna assume that a 21 hits your armor class. Uh, uh yeah, but it's that's it's not its turn. It got an attack of opportunity because you left. Um and it oh. <laughs> Um so you take two points of bite damage. Um and okay. I need you to make a fortitude save. Okay, so stats fortitude and it is eighteen. Okay. Um, so yeah, you move over to the one that you were going to attack. Yep. And then... <laughs> Great sword. I am not flanking it. Uh, I'm just not going to put anything. Yeah, no, there, none of those bonuses apply. Okay, um, a 12 does not hit its armor class, um, but you did run up to it, and it's <sighs> again. Well, even even with all the rage bonuses? Oh, wait, bonuses? Uh, with a rage that's plus two. Oh, yeah, no, that just hits. Um, if it meets, it hits. So you do yeah. 10 damage on blue. Um, okay, yeah, sorry. I totally forgot about the math part. Um, yeah, so you run right up. And Nadia, you're sort of laying on the ground at an awkward angle. But, like, you kind of see Lucanus run up on the one that just clawed you. And he hacks it right in the middle. And it falls to the ground. Um, so you have also destroyed that one. Okay. 
Uh, that was Luke. just the one tangled up in the tent left, right? Yep, that's Lucanus. Um, so now it is the one that's tangled up in the tent's turn, um, and it is going to flee from Cedric as far as it can get. So it's like cowering back here in the corner of the tent. It's still technically inside the tent. Um, but you get an attack of opportunity because it left. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cedric. Because it was it was in melee with you, and now it has turned and fled because you turned it. So you can you can attack it as it leaves. Oh, wait. Does it... Wait, did I say you can't? What? No, I think um, it, it's just like if I move into melee range. Oh, right. Or... Um, you can stand within 10 feet without breaking the turning effect. You just can't approach them. Okay, yes, yeah, so you can. Yeah. You can make the attack of opportunity on it. Um, what about, okay, what about, can I attack it? Like if it. Yeah, you can make the attack okay. of opportunity as it leaves. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many things to click to roll. I know, right? Um, I can I roll? I'm gonna use my advantage. Okay. My roll again. Uh, for that. <laughs> I rolled the same, the same thing. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Stupid. Wow. Is that that's the advantage you got from the Twitch viewers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you still have one more advantage for later. Um, but you did not hit it as it fled from you. But it did. Oh. But it did flee from you. Um, so that's a thing that happened. Um. Okay, you are all the way back here, um, but you did see Lucanus come up and destroy the one that you had shot at that's there in front of Nadia. Um, what would you like to do now? Um, that one that's kind of half in the tent, is it like towards, is it still in the tent? It's still in the it... tent. Yeah, it's okay. just, it's in that corner. Sorry, I know it looks like it's out, but yeah. It's yeah, still. so I wouldn't know that that's there. Right, you would not. So well, I'm, I'm thinking battle's over. <laughs> just gonna, <laughs> like... Good job, Lucanus. I don't actually know if I can make it, but, but I'm going to walk that far. All right, so I'm here's gonna... a dumb question. If uh -huh. that thing's cowering in the corner of the tent, it would be pushing at the back of the tent, right? Uh, Yeah, I guess it would. Uh, If you want to make a perception check to see if you see it, okay, you can. Oh, I wouldn't have noticed that. No, okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> that is a good yeah. question, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the maybe Lucanus very focused on is very dead. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> Nadia is paralyzed, but that thing is dead, and I only saw that one, so here we are. So I think battle's over. Okay. Uh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> Fletcher, it's your turn. Um, yeah, you don't currently see any of these creatures out in the open space around you. Well, except for the dead one on the ground. The re-dead one on the ground. What's happening? Uh, it's Fletcher's turn. I'm not sure if, oh. if you were... Sorry, sorry. I wasn't sure if you were looking something up. But yeah, you don't currently <laughs> see any of these creatures out in the open, um, except for the re-dead one that's on the ground. Well, I do know there's one in the tent because it attacked me. Right, yes. <laughs> um, so I guess... Well, so I see the other one goes goes down. Um, I see Cedric still at the tent. Um, so I think I... In my, like, free action, I'm gonna ask him, be like, is the one that attacked me? Did you is did you already take care of that? Can I respond? Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, it's still in here. It's, it's like uh, it's trying to climb out the back of the tent. Just come kill it real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, with that, I I go I go stand next to Cedric now in in the doorway of the the flaps of the tent. Mm -hmm. Um, and I lift the the half of it uh, on my side and try to do another ray of frost on this one. Nice. Do it. You're gonna 22. Shoot. Yeah, okay, yeah. That oh, shit. Has <laughs> so yeah, you're shooting it in the back because it's trying to get away out the back of the tent. 
Uh, and three frost damage. And you hit it square in, like, the center of the back, and it just kind of, like, and then it just falls against the tent and kind of slumps to the floor. Um, which means that you are now out of combat. Cool. Cool. Um, okay, so, (laughs) um, it is, uh, about our ending time now, um, so we can pick up with you folks continuing to explore this camp, uh, next time. Uh, thank you so much for everybody hanging out in the chat. The chat was very lively this evening. I appreciate it. And thanks for using Yeah, thanks guys. Yeah, those boosts though. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Um, I will fully admit I didn't have a Twitch account until like a day ago. Hooray! Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much to everybody who's been hanging out. We really appreciate you. Um, Please go check out Nancy's Chemtails uh, workshop sign-up thing. It's down in the reference section. Uh, It's going to be a super fun time. It sounds amazing. Um, We will be back two Saturdays from now on the 22nd with more Arda. Um, so please check that out. Um, in the intervening Sunday, um, so like not tomorrow, but the next Sunday, um, we'll have another episode of Burn. Um, and next Saturday, I'm actually going to be playing in a one shot. It won't be live broadcast, but it will be recorded and released as a podcast eventually. I'm going to be playing in a one shot of a fairly new like indie TTRPG um, with a bunch of other podcast uh TTRPG friends. Um, so that'll be going up on the Beholder to No One D&D Talk podcast. Um, I love them nice. so much. And Nikki's really cool. Um, that's the host of that show, Beholder to No One. And Nikki's actually going to be a special guest on Arda eventually. So go check that out once it's done. I'm super excited. I built a character that's basically an earthbender. I'm super excited to play this character. Um, so yeah, we've got lots of things coming up on this channel um oh yeah also next saturday emily will be playing more of something probably still the last of us part two we'll see lots of zombies it was very scary i checked out some of it last time um and i might stream more sorting of bugs for my phd because you know side hustle uh (laughs) anybody else have Uh, last thoughts no no thanks thanks everyone for being here as always wear a goddamn mask that too yeah Yeah. So much, everyone. Yeah, be safe, take care of one another, and we will see you soon. Bye.